Hello and welcome to Last Sons of Krypton, a Superman podcast. I'm Connor from the House of L. And I'm Ray from the House of Zod. And I'm Adam. <laughs> Old Adam. <laughs> oh, just Adam. <laughs> from the fifth dimension. Favorite yes. guest, Adam. Oh God, some of the... Um, not not in response to that comment, Adam. Sorry, but the um, when Ray mentioned the fifth dimension, I started reading some comments about people getting really angry uh, about the fifth dimension. So that'll be fun to talk about. Oh, we mean well, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I guess some I don't people get that, like, weren't sure. expecting it. Uh, <laughs> like, what? This is out of nowhere, huh. um, and it's not. It's not. I just thought it was funny. Um, okay. So, uh, yeah. So. Uh, we're back, everyone, to for a part two of our Grant Morrison action comics coverage. Uh, but also Rags Morales, Sholly Fish, various artists and colorists. Go look them up because it's just take forever to list them all for everything. Um, but yeah, so we're just going to pick up right where we left off mm-hmm. and go right into issue seven. Which so issue seven and eight, which is the conclusion of the first story arc, I guess, with Brainiac. Yes, uh, which, as we discussed, is also kind of a bit of a transition to the from the sort of uh, street level golden age roots to the more fantastical elements of the later stuff, Silver Age, whatever you want to call it. Um, so yeah, it's a cool cover. Uh, we have Superman looking into the bottled city of Metropolis and these little Brainiac spiders running yes. around. And Lex and Lois. Yes. And Jimmy. And Jimmy. All there. Uh, little. Yeah. So. That's good. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good cover, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we start off, uh, Clark calls his X-ray vision. No, not his x He calls it his Zoom vision, which I like. But uh, we start off and Clark is running up. He needs to get to Brainiac's ship. So he has to run really fast. According to Steele, he'll have to, he'll, he'll have to run like 25,000 miles per hour. And he's never been recorded at more than 600 miles per hour. And Superman's like, well, I never had to run faster until today. And I think this is a really well-drawn sequence. Yes. Yeah, it's good. Like his shoes falling apart as he's because he's running so fast and mm-hmm. you know leaping off. The, it's like what we talked about before, where he's Morales is really good at drawing kind of like feats of strength. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He makes everything feel like it, it. You can see the motion to it. You can feel the weight to everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's exactly. really strong. <clears throat> I have uh, one comment that I forgot last time. Yeah. Is like everybody always talks about like, you know, this is the shirt and jeans era. I I think we gotta show more appreciation to those boots. Like, <laughs> they are like to boots. me, yeah, I, I love that panel when the boots are falling apart. But it, it it that's I think what makes the whole look like feel kinda raw, you know. I, I agree as well. They were very, very noticeable, I think, when we first yeah. saw them. Um, yeah. yeah. It's kinda one of the yeah, one of those things where like you know, I, I work like a, a laborist job and like I put on boots and it, 
there's no way to not sound like a little kid just being like, ooh, when I put on my boots, that's like <laughs> Superman boots. <laughs> Sneak peek into the life of Adam there. Yeah. <laughs> wow. uh, Learning something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, though, I wonder, like, are they his boots from home? Or does he just buy yeah. boots from Kmart? Yeah, like, I think... When they I wear they're, out. Walmart. farm boots, yeah. Right. Well, uh, maybe he fixes them after this. I don't know. But uh, I re- the whole sequence is great. And, you know, the sort of weird green sun thing that Brainiac Strip has going on and mm-hmm. Superman using the satellite to propel himself further. Yeah, that was cool. That was a nice little yeah, um, detail. Cool. He's, he's not flying yet. It yeah. still is like a multiple jumps. But he, he's no match. Oh, just claim for everyone listening. Read this first, please. You should just do it. It's, it's worth it. Uh, <laughs> moving back. Um, so uh, he's no match for Brainiac's defenses, though. He gets taken inside and captured. And, you know, we get... Jeez, right. You, you read it so long ago. Mm. But the very first issue of Brainiac where he gets... Where he's aboard the ship and he discovers the bottled cities and stuff. Um, it's this back really, in the, the Silver Age. Yeah, the 50s. Yeah. This really feels like... I mean... Uh, it's it's not a direct remake, obviously, but it's covering the same sort of uh, subject. Yeah. So it feels a little bit like a remake or an update to that to me. And I think that's pretty cool because they're both good issues. Um, yeah, little um, yeah, little nod to the past there, I guess. We even have him use a rocket ship. Uh, you know, oh, not, not, not for the same purpose, but... Because in the in the original story he launched, I think he launched himself out of Candor in the ship, right? Out of the Candor bottle. Okay. Yeah. I'm, yeah. It's been a and while. And hit a switch. Whereas in this he uses the his own ship and he throws it into Brainiac to defeat him. Uh, he throws yeah. it in his brain, whatever. So, so yeah, yeah, cool sequence. Fighting robots. Um, and we get you know all these bottled cities, which are called the bottled yeah, cities nice. are quite big as well. Yeah, they're a lot bigger than what would be used to, right? Um, yeah, you could actually stand, like you, you know, you could stand in them. Mm. Well, it's kind of it's cool too. Like half the bottles are cities, as classic, and half of them look like clothing. Yeah, so yeah. Really, it's a bit strange. Yeah, yeah, it it hits home that he's not just bottling places; he's bottling cultures, fashion. Yes. Mm. And he, he sees uh, his future suit briefly. Mm-hmm. And then we get we cut to Metropolis in the bottle where, you know, Lex and Lois are all. I love the look of Lex there. Oh, he's it's so smarmy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, we get a Simpsons movie reference under the dome. Oh, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah true. Yeah, yeah. And then you get the uh, the spiders coming at them. Yeah. Oh yeah, and of course there's this. Um, <clears throat> I was reminded again that little nameless man with the mole mm. pops up in the bar. Yeah. Like you, you guys remember who he is, right? Yeah. So yeah. he was in the first okay. issue. Oh yeah, but I mean, as in, because I the, to me he's still a. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he, he was, we 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 know who he is. I'm assuming Adam does. Uh, yeah. 
so he was in the first issue and he was also the one who assembled the uh yes uh, krypton krypton men or something superman anti-superman league or something yes, in the future yeah. Uh, and he's in this, and I, I really love what they do with that. Like, uh, what's that line? The bar's in hell, and the devil's a bartender, or something. Mm. Um, again, uh, some, you know, cool thing for those those guys in the know, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, <laughs> yeah. You know, I, <laughs> I actually never put it together that um, the two issues before this were filler issues to give rags morales more time right mm, yeah and so it revealed early that this guy is more than what he looks like yeah that's true <clears throat> i don't i don't think that's to its detriment though because uh yeah i've never seen it as as strange it just mm. what would this scene have read like if he was still just just a guy to us i guess yeah yeah, yeah. even though this is like a, a, this is a tipping point to kind of hint at that he that something else is going on but yeah and this the series definitely uh speaking of tipping points after these two issues the series uh definitely moves on to the next step the next act i guess mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh i love lex's sort of eyebrow reaction to we be miniaturized little people there uh, so yeah then we get in the bar and as we mentioned there's the bartender and yep. uh, the cop wants to retire mm-hmm because he's, you know, see this, and we get the giant Superman. Uh, but you know, this this stuff's like it's it's fun. It's like cool to see what's going on on the ground, seeing it from the inside. But the more interesting stuff for me is uh, outside. Super, yeah, Superman and and Brainiac. Yeah, yeah. And I know it's very tropey, but I love that Brainiac is the internet. Because mm. oh, yeah, no. it just makes perfect sense to me. Like if. Brainiac's gonna infiltrate our world, right? You do it through the internet, so yeah. I mean, that's yeah, that's what I'd assume anyway. Brainiac's yeah. behind TikTok. That's his, that's his mo. That's his yeah. That's yeah. right. <laughs> it gives gives a good sense of that he doesn't have like one body too, because mm. he he you know he goes on this whole rant that's on Yad Kulu. We began as Computo, yeah, yeah, Noma, yeah. Numoid. Brainiac, yeah. There's a whole closet full of Elon Musk drones. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's a face of Brainiac. (laughs) Yeah, Um, and uh, I was going to say Peter Dutton, but then I'm like, no, he's more like Lex Luthor. (laughs) But uh, yes, there's there's fighting, and so Brainiac. uh, This Superman finds out that he's from Krypton here. And so I'm a bit fuzzier on these issues because I did skim through them again, but I read them a couple of weeks ago, but I read all the yep. other ones today. Uh, but I like I like how he says Superman's level eight cuckoo raised on alien soil by level three primitives. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was a cool way of showing how Superman was just biologically above yeah. everyone else. Yes. And they're going to test him uh, by you have to save Kandor or Metropolis. And Superman's like, well, no, <laughs> I'm not mm. gonna. Do yeah, that. Uh, do love that. You know, I love that. Uh, Morrison Superman is very much a. To me, they're they're the the hard point in the history of Superman. Like, if 
if original Superman was just Superman and Clark was an act, and then like '80s Superman is like, oh, uh, Clark is the real guy, one hundred percent. Morrison I, is the hard, like line of, they are both real people. Yeah. Right. Mm. Jor Al, uh, Cal Al is a real personality. Clark is real. Superman is is everything put together. He's not like, no, I can't be Kryptonian. I'm, I'm from Kansas. You know. Yeah. They they even play with that a little later, with a yeah. Um, uh, the landlord asks who's yeah. the real who the real yeah. one is Clark or Superman, and he's like, oh, can we just talk about something else or something? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, because that, that's a question you always hear people ask. It's like, oh, yeah. which one's real? And then some guy's like, well, it's Clark if you read John Burns Man of Steel. What it's like, well, no, it just it really just depends on the yeah. writer. Um, yeah, that's right. It depends on on where we are in culture and yeah, yeah. It's it you you don't get Superman for reading one thing and then feeling like that's the correct answer. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's to, gonna bounce to and fro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The bed of Superman comics and sleep on them and absorb them into your brainwaves when you sleep. I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, you you know, right? This is Superman wasn't um, getting a full grasp of the character. It's not really a straightforward thing, would you say? Because he has so many iterations. Or do you think there's kind of a through line there that it's not too. Sorry, what do you mean? As in. Well, because uh, he started this podcast a newbie, right? Mm, yeah. And he had a like, you know, he had an idea of what Superman was and stuff. So, yeah, do you yeah. think? Do you think Superman is like really complicated now because there's so many different parts, or do you think it's? Mm. Oh, sort look, of... yeah, he does, definitely has like bits that you can delve into and and all that as well. I mean, I guess just surface level though, people obviously pick, you know, the bigger aspects of him. Um, yeah, but. Yeah, I mean, having said that, yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised that there's a lot more to him than than just that, you know, just the the mm. whole thing about the the alien identity or, um, uh, you know, being the the immigrant. Um, I'm more meant. Um, sorry, go on. Oh, sorry. Yeah. What, what did you mean? I was like, if it's like, uh, do you think like to get a grasp, a proper grasp on Superman? Oh, you need to it's know. It's a complicated process, or yeah, because everybody's always like. Oh, I, I, they don't get Superman, but to yeah. me, it's, sometimes it can be like, well, getting Superman means getting, he's in constant flux. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it's not complicated. It just, it just takes time to, right. to understand sure. the character better. Um, so yeah, it's, um, yeah, like I said, I mean, there are so many, um, avenues to his character mm. you can go down um but just yeah it just takes time to actually bring that together and as you say it's not a whole picture it, it's still part of a picture and the things like yeah. we were talking about whether it's clark or superman who's the real identity those sorts of things as you said aren't aren't going to be like nailed down or there's no right answer so those yeah. sorts of things are always open uh, and it keeps it open for discussion um so you know i kind of like that ambiguity in characters mm. as well um, you know, you to have a, a clear cut character would be pretty boring, I think. And and so I think a lot of the characters, a lot of good characters have that. They have that a little bit of a um something that will, you know, generate or encourage debate between fans. Yeah. 
Yeah. Healthy yeah. debate, hopefully. Hell, yeah. Oh, well, I mean, it's a comic book fan, so <laughs> hopefully yeah. healthy, but, you know, realistically, probably not. <laughs> yeah. We're just coming off the Moon Knight TV show, guys. <laughs> the debate there that I've, I mean, I've heard about. <laughs> oh no, I, I I'm actually more um, defensive, I guess, at you know the recent announcement of Daredevil in Disney, and then then you have all the haters. You know, oh, really? these these oh. people that have been petitioning and wanting Daredevil to come back, then he's come back, and they're not happy. It's like he can't really? please, he can't please everyone. He can't please anyone. I thought. To go off like yes, a little bit, I thought yeah. Daredevil coming back was like riding on the wall at this point. I I don't understand how there'd be any controversy at all about it. <laughs> oh, it's because like, it's because they'll compare it to, to Netflix. Like Netflix was a fantastic oh. thing, and Disney's got it now, so it's going to be shite. You know that sort of stuff. I will use Flash Daredevil fans. Season yeah. one was good, but then Karen ruined the rest of it. So, <laughs> <yeah. laughs> Anyway, anyway, from that yeah. little tangent where Adam's just wondering what the hell we're talking yeah, about. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, no. Uh, yeah, interesting, right? I agree. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. Superman's like, he, he's a simple character, but also not because it's just... I mean, that, I mean, that's really another benefit for him as well. Like, you can, mm-hmm. you can take him on at... Like, he appeals... Like, he's immediately got appeal because the, the concept is easy yeah you know but you can dig deeper and you know again that just takes time to understand the character more and uh, to appreciate the character more well i'm, yes, I'm uh, sure we've talked about this before but like to me that is what makes superman like elevated to legit art i guess like mm. if 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 he is like a symbol of something then yeah the thousands of people who have touch this character are going to interpret him differently and that's yeah, what yeah. kind of makes things you have to understand that it, you know it's 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 a it's a cooler thing if it's not like this one line just going straight through and mm. it's more like a it's more like a mural of different interpretations yeah oh yeah i think absolutely. it i think it depends because ironically i recorded a bonus episode sneak peek for this podcast earlier mm-hmm. And I was talking about the benefits of finite storytelling mm. <laughs> and why I was becoming disillusioned with a lot of comic books because there's just too much and too many interpretations that are watering down a lot of things. Mm. I wasn't really talking about Superman. Mm. But, um, I mean, you look at the most well-received comics are generally stories with a beginning and an end, right? You're, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, that, yeah, that's Dark a bigger... Returns. That's um, a bigger conversation of like problems yeah. <laughs> with the big two in general. Like, yeah. it, in my opinion, like what I've honestly found has made me the happiest is I'm I've this past year it's like okay I'm just sticking with my one guy, just sticking with Superman, mm-hmm. and I'm going to ignore every other universe and just pick up a bunch of indie books, and that's yeah. been working awesome for me. Mm. yeah it's also i guess the the measure of how you do it as well connor like um so you're saying you're saying that the beginning and end they seem to be the more uh successful or the more popular or or whatever um ones i mean sure uh, but you know i think uh i take adam for example you like you know just following the one superman and collecting uh indie stuff you could get a um a level of appreciation or actually even more so for the longer journey of like just collecting and mm. 
going through not just the one arc, but you know, reading, you know, for a long time a series, you know, twenty odd or whatever. Um, that can't be quantified against you know the way that we lord uh, arcs or yeah. you know. Um, so mm. th- that I think is like if you're talking about satisfaction as well. I mean, that for me that is very satisfying as well. Going through like the 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 um, highs and lows of of a particular series, but generally coming out of it going wow that was that was awesome that was really good you know and we don't measure that we don't we don't have a top 10 um because we ha- we always have to yeah. kind of quantify it and and restrain it because yeah. you can't say what what's your favorite like run that lasted like two two three years or whatever or you yeah. know or even some of the runs that last 10 years you know um which ones are your favorite no no one really discusses that they always discuss bite size mm. what's your favorite six parter 12 parter um right. so i think i think there's absolutely um there is merit in um i guess the, the different ways that we look at um mm-hmm. what is good with with relation to length and duration guess i've just been i don't know i'm just having trouble justin because i've been i've been reading a lot of no surprise greek stuff recently mm-hmm. and you compare so compare a comic character to achilles right yeah achilles one of the most famous you know figures and he has he has a beginning and an end Mm-hmm. But that story is one of the greatest stories ever told, right? So yeah. um, sometimes I'm just kind of envious that some of these characters, you know, they don't they don't have a kind of Iliad, right? That's there. It was first, mm-hmm. it was the best, and it's the one that counts. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's yeah. no definitive work it's, we can point to. Yeah. Um, it's two different things. Yeah. It's two different experiences. It is, they are I different. Guess. Yeah. yeah. But, but if it, I totally yeah. get the downsides of the one of having all like the bigger messes is I don't think you can uh, sustain on that. Yeah. You you need to you need to have more of the 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 finite finishes. It's like reading mm. saga right now. It's like this is great. I get mm-hmm. to. I'm reading the book that is Saga, and that that's yeah. going to be it. And then there's, but th- then there it's a different type of excitement reading like you know the current action comics run, mm-hmm. yeah. and being like this is this team's take, and it's doing something different. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. It's yeah. all yeah. No, you're right. It's all. I mean, a conclusion I came to is that Grant Morrison is the Homer of Superman. So, <laughs> okay, you know, that's fair. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, no, I agree because, like, I do like, um, again, like, like you were saying, Adam, I do like seeing different interpretations of Superman and stuff. It's just, I don't know, maybe sometimes it's just a bit much, you know, especially yes. with all these evil Supermen running around. Sure, uh, yeah, then yeah, you get clunkers that go along with it, but yeah, it's not, it's not all <laughs> yeah, Carson and. and kennedy johnson's yeah yeah anyway off that tangent uh anyway he puts on a suit (laughs) (laughs) yeah he does (laughs) and all the all the people are so we got the nature versus nurture thing here we won't talk about that we've already talked about that it'll take too long and there's no (laughs) clear answer so (laughs) um but there's all the people who are calling for his help and Superman's like, yesterday they wanted to see me hang. Now they're chanting my name. You'll mm-hmm. never keep this people on a bottle, uh, which I 
not really sure what the meaning behind that was when he says, is he saying, is he like giving them a compliment or? Oh, uh, yeah. Um... Oh, yeah. I guess I'm he's... sure it's like it. Yeah, I mean. It's, it's a statement of these people cannot be. Ah. Stationary. They, they, yeah, they're, they're restless. Yeah, they're, they're quite, yeah. yeah. That's, yeah, no, that's true. Um, you can't, you can't, like, because Brainiac's whole thing is this is like a little bit more meta, but he, his whole thing is to study what are these people. Yeah. And he's saying they're, they're a, they're the, 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 a giant contradictions in them. Like, you can't yeah. really, you can't bottle one city and then study humans, you know? That's a, that's mm. a really good point, yeah. And I like Superman turns his back because obviously he's going to do something to help. And everyone's like, no. And then Lex is like, what do you expect? <laughs> I'm yeah, yeah. Calling the morons <laughs> and stuff. Uh, Always the first one to cast stones. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and Superman, yeah, you know, it was a good idea. He's like, oh, this is an instructable suit, so I'm just going to put it on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why not? And give us a shot and of so his what, abs. So what happens? It it kind of when he puts it on, it it kind of activates or something. Like it. It's, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it, it reacts like to his like show, DNA, yeah. right? Right. Okay. They wanted to show off that a Kryptonian suit is not. It's it's even way more advanced than a any human garment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So like if a different Kryptonian put it on, it would look different. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Which Damn. is very cool. I wish they played with that more. Yeah. In this era. Yeah, uh, it's a it's a cool suit. We've already talked about it, um, and uh, we get we get a nice money shot at the end of like Metallo on top of Brainiac, like they've merged into some weird thing. Yeah, uh, this is the big money shot of Brainiac, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, what, what do you think of this Brainiac design, Ray? Yeah, yeah, pretty cool. I mean, it's very very sci-fi. It's very different. So, um, yeah, no, it, it's got. I don't know if I want of a better word. It's a cooler look. <laughs> um, <laughs> like a centipede. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, the, for the Silver Age Brainiac, uh, as much as I'm sure is very classic, <laughs> classic look. It's a little bit dorky. Uh, oh, this, yeah. <laughs> this is pretty cool. So He's he's a dude wearing underpants and like yeah. a pink shirt. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a classic design, but yeah. It's... Yeah. It, it won't. It doesn't fly. On today's no. standards. Unlike Superman's suit, I don't think it'll stand a test of time. No, if they yeah. bring it back in live action. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, this is a cool design. Originally, I was, when I first read this, I was not down with it because I just read Jeff John's Brainiac. But that was kind of unfair because Brainiac has a very different role in this than he does in yeah. uh, that story. Oh, you didn't, I, you didn't like this, did you? First time? No, or? but oh, I've learned okay. to really like this. Okay. Yeah. Because. I'm like, hey, it's a cool HR Giga centipede monster with yeah. a tower mm-hmm. growing out of his head. So <laughs> <clears throat> there's a, uh, you know, because I talk to a lot of Superman fans. <laughs> one oh, <really>? thing that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one thing that comes up every so often that I think is interesting is there's kind of a want for Superman to fight more like like people think his rogues gallery should be more giant monsters instead of. Uh, like human-looking silhouettes, if you know what I mean. Oh, I see. They, yeah, yeah. They sh- he should be fighting like a, a giant animals and like like so like a big centipede. Okay. So not anthropomorphic. Um, right, yeah, right. Yeah. His 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 enemies should look more alien or mythological. 
And so Brainiac, this Brainiac design kind of satisfies that. Yeah. I can take that. Uh, I understand I that. Yeah. I mean, there's always room for more. <laughs> you know, let's start making new villains. Oh, yeah. Great, yeah. So. Ruggles are. <laughs> <laughs> My God. <laughs> oh. Oh. oh, the memories. Um, I know, uh, Adam, I know you like that right now. My disparate Rogel's are is more revolving around just how the conclusion to that story was handled. Sure, I can. Rogel's are is a a, a down a, a weak point, I would say. He's like he's like a lamer version of Wraith. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I think they're Superman's... both Jim Lee, I guess. Yeah, yeah. You know, Rogel really didn't get a. Uh, he, I think people underestimate how. A big part of his disappointment is, I I really like Jim Lee a lot, yeah. even on Superman. But his his character designs are pretty, <sighs> yeah, a little basic, I guess. Yeah, it's very nineties. Yeah. yeah. Well, it just seemed like another version of, as you said, Lowbrow mixed with Doomsday. Doomsday Mongol, like just a big thick set alien. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of punches really hard. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah, it's a bit interesting that the, the new villain is just another bruiser, you know. Mm. Uh, I, think, mm. I think getting more in, intellect-based villains for Superman is always going to be cool. Uh, but new Troy, uh, unrelated to, you know, the other Troy, I'm assuming. Um, but uh, uh, so we, this backup story is basically just about Steel helping. And again, it's really cool to get events from a different point of view. Yep. Great um, art here by Brad Walker. Oh, really? Fantastic yeah. art. Yeah. But, um, yeah, this was – I really enjoyed this story because, again, and, like, kind of we had this conversation about these backup stories, like, in action yeah. at the moment, how they're just totally unrelated. And having backup yeah. stories like this just kind of fleshes out the, the canvas of mm. what they're mm-hmm. trying to tell. And it's just so much more interesting because it, it kind of feels like a mini – it is like a mini tie-in, you know what I mean? Like you've got an event and this is like a little tie-in to it. And it makes um, the main story better yeah, as well. Yeah. 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 You know? Yeah, yeah um, this does feel like... Th- this is a high point of backups for Superman in general. <laughs> oh, is it? Oh, so that don't tell me there yeah. aren't any more like this, Adam. Because, um, yeah, that's disappointing. Oh, in, in this run there are. Yeah, yeah, yeah the whole yeah, run. Yeah, okay. Yeah, oh, but okay. like not, not in general, I yeah. think is what... yeah. Oh yeah, yeah this, this is. Uh, go on. No, I was about to say it's just like, for me, like I think the yeah, these are some of the best backups ever. Like they're what a backup should be. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's right. Yeah. Or the prior. I was just going to shit on other backups, but I don't. Really <laughs> <do>. <laughs> I mean, we're all we're all down for that here. Um, <laughs> uh, I really like the part where Steel moves the boat. Um. You know, like how oh. the oh yeah 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 there's the big like uh, I don't know I guess I guess it's left like a huge waterfall yeah the mm. city was so and he um, just yeah, pushes it off yeah that's and a... steel's cool like how he can is you like steel yeah, yeah he's cool I like him um you know Superman have well, we talked about uh, what we think of this steel look I think we I touched think... upon it I think we touched upon it in the first um yeah the no s but um. No, I mean, S, I, no. Well, the no, no helmet as well, and like, doesn't he have a metal face, Connor? Typically, yeah. yeah. Classically, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it's like a good prototype. Yeah. Steel. 
I don't think he sticks with this look. Right. I can't really remember though. No. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, know, mi- I don't yeah. mind it, but the other one looks definitely more iconic. The the classic look, just because it's so different. Like in the fact that, you know, he's got a face molded out of steel, which is pretty cool. I think also, the other thing, like I get, I totally get that steel, is a good enough character to stand on his own without having to, be a villain for Superman, but having him wearing the crest and the cape makes it a really cool addition to the Superman family. Mm-hmm. Um, because the Superman family's not really like the Bat family. Like, there's not... He doesn't have this sort of widow of kids or, like, yeah. many miniature Superman running around. So seeing, like, a a guy that's completely different, he's a human, uh, different, you know, race, skin colour, and mm. different sensibilities, but seeing him put on the cape and stuff, I don't know, I just... I think it's a really cool look, and he makes a really cool partner for Superman. Mm-hmm. Back back in the nineties, did they? You know, with the after the death of Superman and all that. Yeah. I know. I know. Steel did, but did the other Superman? Did they push on? Did they get like titles or something as well? Or did uh, they? Oh yeah. Yeah. Super okay, Boy that's did. great. Oh yeah, yeah. Superboy did, and then not immediately, but there was an Eradicator. Nice. Uh, series that came later, I believe. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. Um. Yeah. It's it's not that good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, because I was about to say that. Are you sure? Um, yeah. I mean, I that would have. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Cyborg Superman obviously became very popular, but yeah. you know, villains usually don't yeah, get like, solo titles. Yeah, true. Yeah, and I was just wondering because there's a good opportunity, like for that, for them to expand that family, yeah. so to speak, Connor. Uh, and it only seemed like Steel kind of pushed on beyond that. Uh, Superboy definitely. Did. Oh, oh, Superboy as well. Yeah, sorry. yeah. yeah, Con- yeah. Connor with an E, his leather jacket. Oh, the um, uh, leather jacket. Yeah, okay. And he's making a comeback. He just won that DC Round Robin thing, so he's going to get a limited series. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to check out that Superboy '90s series. I haven't. I was just reading the Superman stuff when I was reading it. I'm still on hiatus, guys. Sorry, but uh, the Superboy stuff looks like cool '90s teen fun. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I think Connor's a, not the same spelling as mine, so I'm not just projecting. Okay, uh, <laughs> it's okay. Uh, I just I think he's a really cool character. I think I've, I've talked about on this podcast before how I think he should be the successor for Superman. Um, but yeah, I think he's awesome. So I'm happy to read anything he's in. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably my favorite Superman family member, unless we count Crypto because he's a dog. <laughs> so. <laughs> so um, but yeah, issue eight. It's a mm-hmm. battle brainiac. Uh, yeah, cool cover. Just another action shot of Superman with brainiac. Uh, yeah. And yeah. In Metropolis. So oh, this is where we get the line. They're trapped in hell and the bartender is the devil. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Those yeah, horrible yeah. films. There's no bartender here, so. Mm-hmm. And Lex is interesting here. Uh, so he's like, these two aliens are fighting it out, and um, he's saying he deceives Brainiac on behalf of humanity. And, like, you can tell he's making excuses, but I think there's a kernel of truth there. Because he doesn't like Superman, he doesn't like Brainiac, but he also wanted to save his own skin. And he also believes in, like, humanity being the master ace, I guess. So yeah, but he's yeah, really picked. He's really backed the wrong horse here with um, yeah. Brainiac. Yeah. See, I've, I've read that as differently. I think that when he talks about 
not liking aliens. I think that's excuse. Because he, I don't think he did did have like a big problem with, uh, okay, contacting Brainiac. You know, to me, it's mm. all about Lex. Is all about he his ego, is his motivation, and then anything he says is don't trust it. You know. Yeah. 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 He's always a little bit more shallow than he wants to come off as. Yeah, I get that. I yeah, I pretty much agree. Um. And uh, I love I love how chaotic these uh, this fight with Brainiac is. There's just a lot going on. Oh yeah, there's all that all that action mm. here for a, a fair yeah. a fair bit. Um, and uh, it's you some, know, uh, <laughs> some, some nifty uses of power. I like I, I love the um, so Metallo is shooting something at Superman's face, but he kind yeah. of bur- burns it mid midway through. That's yeah, the whole yeah, thing. That's is. awesome. His, uh, so there's, there's light. like melted, molten metal yeah, got... back at him. Yeah. That's an awesome Yeah. Thing. Actually, I just noticed that. Um, yeah, I have a uh, go small critique from this <gasps> book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the first time I read this, I, I don't like that uh, Metallo's speech bubbles um. turn into... Brainiac speech bubbles. Because the first time I read this, I thought they make it vague on when John is talking, when Brainiac is talking through John. And they use just Brainiac bubbles at one point, though. Mm. So Mm. then at some point, Metallo says, Nothing's faster than a speeding bullet. And that felt weird to me reading it, thinking like, Wait, Brainiac doesn't think anything's faster than a human bullet? You know uh, what I mean? Oh, yeah, okay, I get you. It does, it, I it, think. Maybe there's a bit of a mix. Yeah. Mix of yeah. John and Brainiac. But yeah, yeah. Well, I think when Metallo talks, it has the. It's coming out from him, if that makes sense. Like there's little lines coming from his sure. mouth. Uh, whereas I think when Brainiac talks, there's no uh, lines there. It's just. Oh, the um, the bubbles. telepathic little spikes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you can definitely tell. But I, I guess my critique is, I wish it was uh, a little bit more clear. Bit more clear. Yeah, yeah fair enough. Because yeah. I'm just saying, my experience, the first read, it did inhibit something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I, I imagine some other people, unless I'm the dumbest guy on earth, <laughs> maybe <laughs> had the same similar experience. Um. I like I like John's head, just giant head in the background when they're in the bar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Wide up. And he calls Superman a brainless pug, and then then you have Superman's giant head in the background, like peeking around the corner or something. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, Gwen Morgan's freaking out. It's like little man is gone. Yep. The Tito Tatler, I must be dead. I'm punished in hell. The little man is the devil. I thought that was, yeah, it's making him a bit creepy. Yes. Uh, yeah. Adding, adding really more cool. to the mystery. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, this whole thing's like amidst all this like commotion. Yeah. This one guy just freaking out about something separate. That's that's a really cool way to set something up. Yeah. Uh, they're still fighting, crashing into stuff, uh, taunting each other, and then. Uh, Superman's suit starts changing colors. It's not, it's not a coloring error. It's obviously deliberate. Um, I mm-hmm. wonder if it has something to do with like 
his mood or is it something in the fight disturbed it or yeah i take it as that's how yeah hard he's getting hit i guess oh interesting just messing or uh, you know what maybe i'm wrong maybe the point is because he gets punched into different cities he gets he's getting punched into bottles so Mm. is the suit absorbing kind of trying to mimic the cultures of all those different alien cities would be cool that's yeah wow but i guess if he got wouldn't it change if he got punched on earth as well yeah, I guess. I don't know. Maybe uh, it's a little bit of everything. Either way, those poor little frog people. <laughs> they <laughs> back into their city and they're like, oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, and you, you see his uh, kind of regret on his face. Oh, yeah. No, he's yeah. horrified that he's uh, accidentally opened this bottled city. And I guess everyone would have died. Uh, I mean, he got punched into it, you know. Yeah, so. it's not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love uh, different colors, though, because yeah. I, I really I'm a firm believer that Superman needs more suits that look more wild. You know, mm-hmm. I want more mm-hmm. suits that aren't uh, red and blue or just black. Yeah. You go a bit crazy. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, so Brainiac is uh, he's got like metallo eyes now. He's, he's kind of turns green like metallo, and there's there's like corruption going on between the two of them because uh, metallo uh, emotion has infected Brainiac, and Brainiac calls it emotion. So <laughs> right. Uh, so and Superman throws a building into Brainiac. It's awesome. And he hears a ship calling to him. Yes, this was um, cool. Hmm. It's a cool shot of the, the Brainiac looming over Superman as well. Yeah. And then the Metallo sort of breaks free of the control. He calls him damn Caterpillar. Caterpillar, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he, he he changes. He wants to save everyone. He now flips, that he's not yeah, being corrupted. Yeah, changes sides. Because he, he was never against humanity. He was just trying to fight Superman when he got corrupted. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, no, he was very much under the influence of, of Brainiac and, yeah. 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 <laughs> so you're not well, you're abusing your meds, the hand of God Almighty. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> this is like Superman's giant hand reaching uh, down. Yeah. yeah. So he, uh, yeah, there's, there's all sorts of crazy stuff going on with like, oh, the, yeah. You know, choosing human, not human, all this stuff with Metallo. Yeah. And Metallo's like, it's taking me over. So Superman knocks him out. But we get a reference to the multitude. And the death bliss of the multitude. So there's some sort of multitude that's wiping out planets. Mm-hmm. And Brainiac is preserving planets uh, that are on the multitude's list. It brings up later that maybe Brainiac was doing the right thing. Um, or like he had noble intentions or something. Or Well, as noble as a robot can be, I guess. You know. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, Superman's like, I'll wreck your stuff. If you don't. And this is such a cool shot of the like the big Brainiac. <laughs> yeah, because it's kind of, um, I guess, augmented into something a bit more. Yeah, the three heads. Yeah, no, it was cool. That was good. And he's saying, you know, to join the collection is to be saved. Hmm. You know, what's your objection to being saved? And so they keep they keep talking back and forth. And then, you know, Superman's like, free these people. And he's like, no. So 
Superman flicks his little rocket into Brainiac. Well, he actually asked Brainiac now, are you faster than a speeding bullet? Mm. So, Adam, that kind of goes back to the comment that <clears throat> that Metallo slash Brainiac said. Like, no, what did he say? No one's faster than a speeding bullet? Yeah, Metallo do, yeah. 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 So, yeah. I love, uh, yeah, I love that move, though, of flicking the rocket in his head. And it's like kind of creepy how all the crystals are growing out of his head. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so cool. It's like you would not expect. I did not expect this, you know, be the yeah. way that Brainiac's defeated. But it's um, it's gruesome, but it's also yeah, just pretty cool at the same time. You also have like the mushy Brainiac head on the ground in the back. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Um, but I guess we kind of we kind of know the outcome because we saw it in the previous issues. We saw the fortress on Brainiac's ship, or the ship, uh, Quark's ship on Brainiac's yes, ship. that's that right. was that's holding right. back Brainiac. Uh, so Superman falls over because he's tired, and uh, he gets he gets <clears throat> Metropolis to be reinstated. Mm-hmm. And there's some nice little, you know, hala, ha-ha, like little things there. And mm-hmm. yeah, he gives the smile. He's got all the bottled cities now. Is that because he's just like recharging, right? As well, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looks like it's like the sun. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, so he, he put new Troy back, and we mm-hmm. get like a little wrap up. And this is the point that they mentioned before as well, that all the other superheroes start to come out Mm -hmm. after this conflict. And, you know, we get uh, Clark leaving. Well, not we don't have him leaving the Daily Star yet, but, you know, again, and Clark looking very different here from his Superman thing. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And, you know, Clark's like, I came to Metropolis and I was on George Taylor. No, Gwen Morgan. You know, now that's over with, and George Taylor wants Clark to take the job with the Daily Planet because it's like a much better job, bigger paper, and uh, yeah, he goes back home and he talks to his source, Icarus, mm-hmm. and Icarus, who has been giving him tips, is Lex Luthor. Dun dun dun. And I thought that was a really cool twist. Yeah. Um, so Lex wanted Gwen Morgan taken down, clearly, mm-hmm. uh, for whatever reason. So, yeah. And we see uh, a bit of, um, yeah, John. Yeah, John, John Corbin. John Corbin, he's back at the base. He's dated. Make sure he only gets the best of care because he saved the world. And, yeah, he's alive, but he's without a heart because and the suit's fused to his nervous system. So it's kind of like the birth of Metallo, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. Not sure if he comes back this run. I can't remember. Uh, not this run, no, but he does continue. Yeah, he comes back later. Yeah. He's not really that villainous, though, from what I remember. Um, He's got a good... Uh, remember when they did, like, the Villains Month? Yes. He's got a good one-shot in there. Right, she's I remember okay. If anybody wants, like, a good Metallo story, I think that's a pretty mm. decent one. Okay, nice. So we have Clark talking to his landlord who knows that he's Superman. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's a, it's a good conversation. And uh, so uh, 
jumping ahead, so she's from the fifth dimension. Mm, yeah, this is weird. It's just now, me. <laughs> did did you did you suspect that before the reveal? Because he calls her Mrs. Nixie Lee here. Yeah, when I read, yeah, actually, I I totally forgot about it. But when I did read this bit. I did kind of wonder, mm. <laughs> like, you know, that is a very strange name. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, yeah, uh, I, I guess I just, like, put that away in the vault and yeah, just kept yeah. on reading. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And this is where we get the, are you pretending to be Superman or is it the other way around? He's like, why don't we just talk about the red? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And abrupt eyes change. Look at the smile on that mayor. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I mean, for the most part, I think this art is pretty good. Um, yeah that mayor and there's a a real ultra close-up of superman later on which i think is a little bit on a bit cheesy um but everything yeah. else is everything else is really good i think I'm like, yeah yeah that very end shot i agree yeah. but i really like the scene of him at uh oh Mar- yeah Mars graves yeah yeah and you know it's a nice change turnabout because now he's being accepted mm-hmm. uh, it's not he's not super sad anymore like he was and yeah. he's like, you know, don't worry, I've got it, instead of, you know, I can't yes. do it anymore. So, mm-hmm. And I love this uh, this three-panel thing um, as he leaps off because yeah. just that, you know, the amount of distance between the second and third panel. Yeah. Cool, cool with the leaves. So yeah. it just gives you that sense of, like, he just really shot up there. Yeah. And then we have Superman chilling out in his new fortress. Yeah. But he looks really sinister in one of those panels. He, d- he does. The lighting. I'm not sure if that's him. deliberate or not. Do, do you know what, what he's saying, anyone? Or is, is that... Uh, um, Adam? <laughs> no, I, Vala, I mean, it's Vala definitely... Dead. It's kind of interesting if that it's a rare case of... Because if it was in Kryptonian font, it would be translatable. Right. Uh, yeah. But it's English letters with kryptonian what what do you say syllables or you know Mm -hmm. yeah so it's i think it's purposefully uh you know untranslatable okay Mm. you just have to know that he's this this is him embracing krypton i guess you know Mm. yeah yeah and uh so we don't really get it back up in this, uh, we just get a prologue, yeah, uh, for Nimrod the Hunter, who was Nimrod. A, Nimrod is a <laughs> character from the Book of Genesis or a figure from the Book of Genesis, and uh, he's a bit uh, you know that, obvious. This is a this is a, a bit of a tangent, but this is like kind of one of my favorite uh, fun facts is that the word Nimrod to mean like an idiot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it comes from uh it comes from looney tunes oh really? because yes because uh you know elmer fudd was hunting bugs bunny oh. and you know it's the usual stick he sucks at hunting bugs bunny right yeah and yeah. so bugs bunny calls him nimrod sarcastically <laughs> referring to like the great hunter <laughs> in the bible right and then people just assumed he meant stupid right interesting yeah <laughs> yeah so anyway but cool. <laughs> so now the result is nimrod the grant morrison character 
mm. kind of has kind of this kind of dumb name because people <laughs> might kind of know it more from a as an insult more than yeah, they do yeah. a biblical character i think yeah that, that's pretty funny and yeah nimrod's hunting a t-rex <laughs> dinosaur island uh, yeah. yeah so and uh we have the little man there again yeah up, up everywhere and he's, uh, an influencer isn't he and he's like could you kill a bulletproof man there's no such thing as bulletproof uh i talked about it i think off air with you i love the idea of superman having a kind of craven type yeah villain. yeah yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, the most dangerous game is Superman. Or I guess the, it, yeah. I I love it too, but is it like too craven? I guess is the. Uh... I mean, it's hard because it's like craven owns the idea of a of the hunter guy hunting people. Sure, you yeah. know, yeah, it's bigger than that. Um, it's more abstract, you know. But obviously, you think of it, right? Yeah, so... he's made he's made it popular. Oh, well, not yeah, popular, but he's made it. You know. It's thing. his thing. It, yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. But it's, um, it's such a strong gimmick that, like, yeah, every time he, it pops up, it's like, that works. He doesn't, he the doesn't take any, like... The motive is just hunting. That's awesome. The, the, yeah, the, similar, the only similarity when you think about it between him and Craven is just hunting. Uh, sure. Yeah. There's no yeah. visual cues or anything. But uh, on the other hand, that's Craven's whole character is hunting. So... Yeah. But I think it's cool. I don't think, about, I don't think it's, like, derivative, like, Cyborg Superman's design, you know? Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like it a lot. Yeah. And then we get uh, issue nine, where we get to go to a different Earth. Yeah. It's 23. Yeah. And, we have, and so uh, I remember, this is just a little aside that, so this was uh, a little cool for me because uh, it just gave me a bit more backstory because I'd collected uh, Josh Williamson's uh, Justice League Incarnate. Which oh has, yeah, which has this Superman in there. Um, so it was good to, you know, to to read an older comic with him in it. Mm. Yeah. How was that? Oh, unfortunately, I, yeah, not I as wasn't. Good as... I, no, no, not Damn. not at all. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not. I mean, I guess I'm not. Well, because they're for num- for one, there were a whole heap of new characters that True. I'm not really familiar with. Um, I had Captain Carrot, like that rabbit. Do you know that guy? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, but plus all these other ones I've never even heard of, uh, and there's a lot of multiverse jumping and mm. stuff. So it was yeah, it was a little. It yeah. wasn't my. It wasn't my stick. Um, yeah. yeah. Here's the the thing is not that we're we're gonna cut, totally come across as like too much Morrison praise, but <laughs> <laughs> but that's I guess what this is. But it there definitely is like a whole genre of DC that is taking Morrison ideas and making mm. them kind of more boring, <laughs> you know? Because all that stuff you read was like... Uh, Scott Snyder. It was multiversity stuff. Yeah. Kind of dumbed down, I guess. Yeah, you know? right. Yeah. Yeah. Multiversity is great. I've read one issue of multiversity and I loved it. Okay. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, and I Rebecca's... I getting on that. That's great. Rebecca's read it and she swears by it as well. Okay, wow. Uh, how how old is it? Like, not too old. Um, no, it's it's 2012. It's this run. Oh, yeah. nice. Okay. So that, that this show I read had the Nazi Superman, mm-hmm. uh, which was really good. And uh, I think uh, Cal. So this Superman, Calvin Ellis, was he in Multiversity? 
Yes. Yeah. Cool. Cool. I'd like to check out he his was, issue. His history is he showed up first in Final Crisis. Yeah. Uh, then did this issue, and then he was kind of like the the bookends of multiversity. Like now he is kind of like the face of multiverse Superman. You know what I mean? Okay. He's cool. On on a surface yes, level, it's like, cool. oh, is it just Barack Obama? But no, he's actually like, he's <laughs> he, he, well, like you know what I mean, like some transparent, yeah, yeah, thing. But no, yeah, he's some like a, reason, yeah, he's a likable character. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, he's cool. Um, yeah. And uh, it's just him doing the shirt rip with the White House in the background. And yeah, so this issue, uh, this is where things start to move a bit. And <laughs> so he's fighting Lex at the start. And it, just that panel of Lex saying, I'm not a racist with that insane expression on his face just cracks me up every time. <laughs> um, and I love the next line. He's like, I'm not a racist. It's everything else about you that I hate. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. cool that you mentioned his, his facial expressions because we already uh, complimented Rags Morales. On yes, his, it's Gene like, Ha. Different faces. Right, and yeah. I'm saying Gene Ha is in a similar vein of uh, he's really good at emotions and everybody's yeah. face looks yeah. different. And I, I wonder if that was a priority in this run, mm. you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, really well done, man. This is where we get the, the Morrison Hammer smacked over our head when we get the the weird musical multiverse machine of Lex. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. The most yeah. Morrison thing ever, um, in a good way. I like it. Uh, so, what's he called? Uh, if I had to guess, it's some kind of musical meta machine ringing at impossibly oblique frequencies. <laughs> yeah, that sound like a distant <laughs> orchestra turning up, going louder by the second. So we talked about gobbledygook a few issues ago, but it's very evocative, gobbledygook. Yeah. You know, yes. It gives you an idea of what it's supposed to be. It's not completely pointless. Oh. <laughs> and so Lois of the Night Patch comes out and Clark and Jimmy who are on fire. Oh no, yeah. Calvin Ellis is like, what? Quick <laughs> on toast. Yeah. yeah. And Crypt's Night doesn't affect him. Mm-hmm. K Laser. And it's hate powered. Uh so Opti Man, I don't know, some place with Opti Man and their version of the Justice League just got wiped out. Jimmy's dead, Clark's on fire. Uh Jesus. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love. Uh, aside from the gruesomeness of that, <laughs> I really love the coloring in this issue. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, color. Like how the, I I love that move when the the top, uh, top left panel is all green and the bottom right panel is all mm. purple. Yeah, I just love that move. I don't know what you call that. I'm sure someone yeah. who knows more about art can describe why that's so fat- satisfying, but I love mm. that. It's uh, Lex's color scheme, coincidentally. Yeah. I don't think like, it's... Com- complimentary, but... I guess. I don't yeah. know. Maybe they just really work. Yeah. And then, the, yeah, it was a... Well, I was going about how a bunch of weak, watered-down imitation of Superman got killed by this guy. Mm-hmm. And, like, what makes it different, then we get his origin. His origin, uh, yeah. Which is pretty similar to mm-hmm. Clark's. Obviously, everything is like, uh, yeah, I mean, everyone's black, which is different. Yep. And everything looks a little bit different as well. And it doesn't mm-hmm. look like he lands in Kansas. Um, and uh, obviously, the big the big difference is he's disguised as United 
state's president, Calvin Ellis. Cavalier of Krypton fights a never-ending battle for truth, justice, liberty, and equality as Superman. Superman. Yeah. So, uh, this... I love this whole issue. So, the... So, Lois gives him the backstory of what's hunting them. And Clark came back from his travels and he found about out about Tulpas. And so... Grant Morrison, he totally would have gotten this from Alvin Schwartz's An Unlikely Prophet, because he talks about that book before, and that whole book is about uh, someone making a tulpa and the fact that Superman is a tulpa as well. Mm. So I reckon that's all come from uh, him reading that, which is pretty cool. Uh, it's a great book. Uh, and, yeah, so, yeah, for those of you who don't know, like, like uh, tulpas, you, everyone concentrates essentially everyone concentrates really hard and makes something out of their thoughts like a mm. bee uh, you know so they did it and uh, so Clark Wallace and Jimmy did it and they made they wanted to make uh, made up a messiah uh, I called our creation Superman after Nietzsche and George, George Bernard Shaw it's like oh, if you want to name it after <laughs> Nietzsche, you know um, our Superman's pretty different from his idea. Yeah. But uh, anyway, uh, so it lifted 25 minutes. But, you know, uh, in those 25 minutes, he used uh, those to articulate a code of ethics so pure and simple and good that we all wept. Ten minutes later, not one of us could recall a single word he said. So they needed more people, more funding. So they went to the corporation and they wanted to turn it into a brand lawyers and stuff it's very very on the nose but i love it um mm. yeah <laughs> this whole issue is about like just i mean people wanted yeah. to create a, a pure uh superman and then they went to a company that made a marketing monster yeah. i guess they wanted, yeah. no, so they had 500 experts lined up, thinking in harmony to streamline the Superman brands for maximum cross-spectrum, wide-platform appeal. They mm. built a violent, troubled, faceless anti-hero concealing a tragic secret life, a global marketing icon, which is mm. like, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a popular kind of character. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Like, it's funny how this run is, like, more relevant now than it was when it came out. Um, it's... Yeah, again, it's very transparent, but I love it because mm-hmm. uh, he's just deliberately calling out all this stuff. Like, yeah. he just doesn't even care. Um, <laughs> and so he got super commercialized. There's, like, Superman underpants and stuff, and it looks like a very authoritarian symbol as well. And, uh, yeah, then he comes through the portal. What the <laughs> We get we get a flashback of him killing the little people, which is like what? Like he this this universe of miniature, yeah. Superman and Justice League, and he's like killed them. <laughs> it was like okay, that comes up uh, in, in multiversity too. Oh, does it? That's <laughs> they're they're like a little like chibi universe. Yeah, that's oh, wow. pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> he's killed them. Um, so guys, coming. Yeah, he's yeah. Superman. He could have been, I have to say, the design could have been a bit more 90s, but it's still pretty. Like, those black lines could be pouches. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> looks pretty cool, though. At least it's, yeah, a little bit different. Yeah. yeah. 
it's so, i like i i do kind of like how it's um he doesn't just look like clark but yeah yeah evil well well well, Art, we'll, we'll find out more about that later i guess but he he doesn't look like a classic superman i guess mm. no, no this he is looks a... yeah because we have we just have so many of those like this guy immediately he feels different than ultraman he feels different than Injustice Superman. He feels different than, you know, all of those guys. I think this is the best evil Superman because it's it's not really a dumb twist like, oh, what if Clark evil? What if Clark abused? It's right. just like, what if the idea of Superman was like really twisted and cynical? Yeah. And, you know, it's also just like it's just a commentary. I think it's a commentary, which is why I think it works better than all the other evil Supermen. Like, yes. You know, don't don't try and do evil Superman as character study. Do it as a commentary. You know. Mm. Um. Right, what are your thoughts, Ray? Yeah. No. I mean. Yeah. I, I like the de- I like the design of um, this guy. Like he's still holding the little head as he comes through. Yeah. <laughs> a little wisp of black hair. It seems. Um, but yeah, no, I, I like it because um, it is it is so different. Uh, again, I guess with Morrison, you you tend to expect the unexpected. Um, so yeah, no, th- this was great. I mean, uh, definitely served his purpose. Um, I didn't dwell about it, about it too long when I did read it. Yeah. It was just you just know that he's a, a bit of a force. Uh, so I was more interested to see how um, the Superman would deal with him. Yeah, okay, it's like you know. Uh, my intention is to beat you down right here, right now. Like, just <laughs> around. Uh, yeah. So there's a crisis in Libya, and he calls Brainiac, who has the same speech levels as the ship, so probably a similar situation there. And he has Superman robots, <clears throat> or like President robots, I guess. Yeah. So he gets like cool. a, yeah, like a President robot to take care of everything, and you can see like a portrait in the White House of like Brainiac. You don't see all of it. Oh, yeah, there yeah. The I, I didn't realize yeah. it. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, it looks like Kirby machinery to me, but, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. It's Brainiac thing. This, is cool. I mean, this just reminded me of Doom. You know, he's got these endless supply bots. Um, <laughs> I think it's pretty, pretty cool. But it makes oh, sense yeah. as well. You can't be everywhere. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's a very Silver Age Superman thing, mm. too, oh, yeah, too that, to have yeah, the robots. robots that look exactly human. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and then we get the fight with this Superman. It's cool. I like this fight. It's like mm-hmm. he's running around killing all these Supermen, and now he's going to tussle with, like, a proper Superman. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and then we get stuff happening in the White House and just his, like, he just solves the hostage crisis mm-hmm. with uh, diplomacy. <laughs> yeah. As a robot. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And this is not the planet of the cutesy pie of Superman or the almost Superman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And there's like, yeah, there's like a bit of humor, I think, in this one as well. Um, and I love this. You were judged by the last night of tomorrow. It's like, that's such a, it's like, it's like the AI writes the Batman comic. <laughs> it's like the AI just comes up with like an edgy, anti-hero superman name and it's like last night of tomorrow it's like yeah that's it's i don't know i think it's really funny um yeah uh, uh then we i mean we get lois going up against him as well yeah there's a nice flash of the use of black and white 
didn't see, haven't mm. seen that often, um, where he shines or, or shoots something at Superman. Yeah, yeah that's um, like Lex, Lex jumps in. Lex, yeah, that was cool. I, yeah. I like um, he, You know, still has the maddened. He's rabid with hate. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah. more Superman to kill. Um, yeah, yeah. And this is, this is how Lex sees Superman as well. Mm-hmm. You know, you're the raw essence, the beast in Superman, the smug fascist bully. Boy, I saw him there all along. Oh, he is livid. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, that's great. It's great that he actually, well, he makes a, a bit of a dent. Not not really. Well, he does save uh, Calvin Ellis. He he, he buy, buys some time for him. Yeah, buys uh, some time. Basically, yeah, uh, which is good. Um, yeah, and then he goes to town. Town on this guy, which is cool. Pushes him back. And we get uh, flashbacks of him boxing with his pa. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. One of the pads. Uh, Both and- uh, <laughs> Morrison and Gene Ha have, have talked about how there is a lot of uh, Muhammad Ali in this Superman, mm. too. Oh, yeah, right. I didn't yeah. want to point that out because I don't want to be racist, but um, I'm glad that that was No, it's, it's intentional. Yeah. I certainly <laughs> saw that in some of the portrayals yeah i think gene ha has has said like that's what the belt is supposed to invoke that's what his like interesting i don't that's what the the cuffs on his um at the end of his shirt is is supposed to look like a a boxing glove cuff he doesn't have gloves so yeah it's it's a definitely intentional thing oh no he has an attitude as well a bit of an attitude (laughs) Not as much um, as Muhammad, but uh, no, not as much. <laughs> uh, well, you don't want to be exactly like Muhammad. No, no. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, so I love Lex is like use the transmitter array, Superman. You can use it to kill him and kill yourself too while you're at it. <laughs> <laughs> Lex always one final little jab, you know. So um, Superman shoves him up, shoves him into the uh, uh, like the music multiverse. Thingy me cheek captured like a ghost between suspended, uh, suspended between wavelengths. Yeah, turned out. What were you thinking when you made this thing, Luther? Um, mm-hmm. and then he calls in the Justice League, and they're all black except for Batman, which I thought mm-hmm. was funny. Uh, and Steel's there. Oh, okay, I just assumed ba- ba- Oh, no, you're right, he isn't. I, I thought he was. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's a it's a thing of like, um, I think that the history of this universe is supposed to be. Superman was the first, but he's really like the only character who's truly like race swapped. And what happened is, uh, because Superman was the superhero, the Themyscira sent Nubia instead of Diana. Huh. And like, like Cyborg Vixen joins the league instead of whoever. So Bruce Wayne is still Bruce Wayne, you know. So it was actually thought out, right. I guess. Um, yes. Instead of just like swapping everyone's skin color, that's interesting. That's right. You can definitely sense throughout all this run, like there's so much thought out that we'll never see. Yeah. Because you know? no one runs with it. Yeah. Um, again, the the Nazi Superman was made to be picked up on, and it didn't. So, hmm. um, uh, Clark died, <laughs> mm-hmm. but. Uh, Superman mentions that uh, they could put him in the like he has a Lazarus revival in his lab, That's and then the, the Justice League is working on the thingy magic, and Superman and Lois have a moment, which I didn't really like. Mm-hmm. Like they have a moment over Clark's corpse. I, don't know, I didn't. I didn't like that. 
<laughs> I mean, there's nothing wrong with I don't think gratitude to be a towards her. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, okay. Like, he, he just saved them. So yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, then we get the backup uh, executive power, where he there's basically like this this uh, president who's hoarding nuclear weapons, uh, yes. uh, which is yeah. something we never see, um, and he's <laughs> refusing to give them up. And then Calvin Ellis trashes it with uh, one doorman. And he, he sort of talks President down by like, you know, I've trashed all your stuff, but you'd have to, if you want to say this is a violation of diplomacy, you would have to admit you had the nuclear weapons. Yeah, that's right, yeah. He offers him to join basically the United Nations instead. Uh, you know, they've really got a demilitarization and collaboration and stuff. And they sort of leave it on that. And then uh, Nubia brings up, you know, the sort of eternal contradiction <laughs> of Superman, mm. that he stands for truth and justice, but he lies every day. Mm. Uh, and it's even more evident with this Superman because she's saying, like, you're the president now mm. and yep. you are definitely operating outside of the law, where it's like, our Superman can get away with that because he's not the president, whereas this guy's in charge of the most powerful nation on Earth. He's operating right. outside the law, so it's a different sort of beast, and we get, like, end with a question mark. Uh, which again, I think maybe they pick up on that in multiversity, or that's something for other writers to pick up on. Um, yeah. Uh, but it was really cool. I like originally I was reading this, I'm like, oh, is this just like a hey, look at Superman dismantle these terrorists? And I was like, mm. but then I thought, oh, they put like a question at the end, which I thought was good. So, yeah, yeah. Was, well, I think yeah. to me, this is like the story of uh, uh, Superman who is president. This is what's taking advantage of that premise, you know? Yeah. 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 No, for sure. Yeah, it's framed with, uh, you know, the event that happens for most of this story. But, yeah, I think the crux of it's at the end. Let's say, Connor, the, the, that kind of little question raised is um, a pretty, you know, a pretty thought-provoking one. Um, so, yeah, that kind of gave yeah. gave this story a bit more punch, I thought. Uh, I love this issue. I love the Superman because I have a real thing. Um, for whatever reason, people, a lot of people today can't accept heroes or people that are, like, wholly good at face value. Like, mm. everyone needs to... you got to you dig know, up some dirt on someone. Yeah, everyone has to have an edge or something, and it's like... Oh, okay, yeah. What happened to, you know... I, I, think it sort of, I think it sort of stems from this whole thing, where it's like people... I don't know, I think society as a whole has become a bit more selfish, so they want to see that in their heroes. They don't want to see someone who just gives for society, you know? like that. I that's think just what... society is a bit more just cynical, that's all, a bit more, um, yeah. They... Well, maybe not society, but community and stuff, because yeah. it's like the heroes of old, right? Not, not necessarily the Greek heroes, but, um, yeah. you know, it was all about, you know, becoming a hero and stuff was also a metaphor for a ritual of growing up, and part of that was, you know, uh, not holding on to your mother anymore, sort of just um, giving, contributing, right? Contributing mm. to your community, uh, not not focusing on yourself so much. And I'm wording it horribly, by the mm -hmm. way, but I really noticed that, I think, with, like, role models and heroes and stuff today is, like, people don't seem to... Like, there's just no trust, and 
every people seem to make everything about them. Mm. You know, society should be giving to me. My community should be giving to me instead of the other way around. Now, I'm not saying every person is like this, obviously, yeah. but it's the thing I've definitely noticed. Yeah. You know, I pay attention to things around me. I pay attention to Twitter, the news and stuff like that. And it just seems to be something has changed in the past hundred years. Yeah, which you'd hope. Uh, I mean, like, <laughs> you'd no, hope we I... as humans would develop. And we are a lot more complex. I think our society is a lot more complex. than. But it's a notable it's a notable shift. It's a notable recent shift. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's not, it's not necessarily gradual. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you could argue like the edginess, you know, eighties and nineties, you know, superheroes were starting to, to, to be edgy. Um, and we're starting to look at superheroes in a different light. Oh, definitely. But as I said, then, it's like the past hundred years, I mm, think. Yeah. It's sort of, like this general trend of how people are kind of acting yeah um and it's like there's like a there's studies about it and it's like you know, oh yeah there are a lot of to do with like world war Two or something yes, but anyway it's a whole um, lot of sociological um aspects i think that entirely exactly as you say like world war um you know the the role of the superhero back then um and you know the I reason why yeah this sort of new hero to me is like people want um some sort of like I don't know. They just want they want these new heroes to be imperfect or mm. to be selfish because subconsciously that's kind of what they're like, and they want like a sort of comfort zone. Um, and I had a follow up there, but I lost it. But anyway, <laughs> uh, it was a good follow up too. But yeah, so that's this 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 sort of really resonated with me. This idea of this mass appeal. Yeah. Um, anti-hero and i'm not saying like you know oh you should enjoy your heroes like this i'm just saying it's a oh, it's something you I, I think it's on the yeah. money um yeah. like it's really on the money i think so you know yeah oh interesting it's uh yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah uh go read joseph campbell if you want more on that i guess um <laughs> <laughs> uh i mean that 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 goes into I was supposed to guess and talk about Superman. I was going to talk about that a lot because one of the topics was why why is Superman perceived by a lot of people very cynically? Mm, yeah. Um, and I think it's just a lot of the ideas he represents are just not, don't really jive with people or people, you know, as I said, trust, selfishness. No one can be like that, you know. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm not like Superman. Yeah. Uh, but I want to be like Superman. You know what I mean? So. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think it's it's harder for people to empathise with someone who is so perfect. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Yeah, and and that's the thing. I think people. And I don't think it used to be. Or well, if people used to, I don't know. It didn't. Different different function though for the hero. I mean, people don't. Um, they probably didn't necessarily look at, at that level or that that perspective. Again, that well, that that goes back to I guess the sort of change I talked about in the past mm. hundred years or so. Yeah. Um, anyway, we'll move on. <laughs> so we could talk about that for a while. So, but it's stuff to think about. Anyway, yeah. so, yes, uh, next, next issue has a striking cover. Yeah, in the sights. Yeah. Clark. Sorry, Adam, did you have anything to add with what we were saying? We've kind of no. moved on. Okay. Cool. 
right. I was already looking at issue 10. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, so Nimrod the Hunter's next target, Clark Kent, Grant Morrison, Riles Morales, and Ricky Bryant again. So Christopher Nimrod's been tracking Clark, and he's basically figured out that he's Superman. Yeah. Uh, things start off pretty grim. Um, there's there's a murder child that Clark is on the case. Mm, yeah. Yeah. For a brutal and frenzied attack. So he storms off, he gets his red tights. Yep. D- uh, and, yeah, different shirts, yep. Yeah, so it's at Hobbs Bay. So he's heading off there. And we get to the killer, who, you know, this is an interesting <laughs> sequence here. Um, so Clark, he kind of bursts in and bullies him as Superman. Mm. And he's like, you know, I'm going to leave you to your own kind. And then he's like, but who's going to feed my hamsters? So Clark, you know, later grabs his hamsters. And I think it's interesting because it shows that this guy's, uh, he's not a monster. He's mentally not right. Mm. You know? Mm. Like, he's not, he's not a mustache twirling villain. He's, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to say psycho because that's such a crude term. Mm. Um, but there's, yeah, his brain's not right is what I'm saying. You know, he has the sort of traits where he loves animals yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think I think that was like a. Uh, obviously, I think the hamsters were were pushing that particular point. That he's yeah. he's not just this mustache twirling villain to beat up. Uh, they don't go into it more. Like, yeah, it's, it's a yeah. small sequence. It is a small sequence. It's really hard to to get a grasp on this guy, but mm. um, you know, he has. I mean, this is a little bit of a. I think a little bit of a trope as well for killers, yeah. you know, to, to have affection towards animals. Um, yeah. I mean, know. that's the, is it sociopaths? I think they, mm. uh, they love animals, but they don't like, they can't empathize with people. Humans. Yeah. 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 Mm. yeah. So yeah, it is a bit tropey. Uh, it's, it's a bit, it, to be honest, it feels a bit oddly executed to me, but uh, mm. I think the follow up is good. Yeah. So. I like how, Clark says, I could burn out parts of your brain that make, that you, make hurt you hurt people. people. Yeah, which so, is another, like, yeah. it's his brain, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But, yeah. I mean, just another inventive way for, for Clark to use his powers. Yeah. You know, it's, um, uh, but, yeah. Um, yeah, so he keeps the, ham- the hamsters, takes them yeah. to the... <laughs> He's trying to give them to the Justice League, Justice or should League. I say the Jerk League. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Because they're so useless in this scene. <laughs> and I, I like this whole thing, you know. Superman's basically saying, why, don't, why aren't we helping with people starving right now? Because uh, mm. I think this whole uh-huh. event's gotten to him a bit. You know, do I just wait in a barn until evil aliens turn up? Mm. And, you know, like, you all have power. There's an Amazon princess. There's a king of undersea empire. There's a billionaire playboy. Mm-hmm. And... Clark and Bruce know who they are, each other are. Um, it's a, it's a nice, you know, putting it together after reading, you know, what issue eight or something, when it ends with him, like looking over earth in a spaceship. Yeah. Uh, mm. I think this is a nice little step back to say like that. Plus Clark is 
the guy that cares about the yep. the little and human problems. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it, it's it's basically I mean, again, it's similar to the Avengers that seems here with the the Justice League. They kind of triage problems and um, you know, you could argue the fact that they, you know, there are you know, um, teams like police and, and firemen and all that human yeah. level that can take care of that sort of stuff. And, you know, um, and also on the flip side, these guys as well, superheroes, um, as the flashes, you know, um, we're not gods. They have lives too as well. So they, they really do pick the, the big, um, the big threats. And I guess that's why Superman says, you know, next time a space monster shows up, you know where to find me. He says that really kind of flippantly. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I, but, I, I mean, get I both take their points. Yeah, I, I take both sides really for that. It's um, it's a hard one. I that mean, being said, Aquaman could be doing more because <laughs> <laughs> he is an actual like world leader. Of the, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, the Green Lantern I, doesn't he? Isn't he um, police the spaceways and stuff? Isn't he? It's always a weird situation that you can't really analyze too much in comics, right? Yeah, oh, no, of course. Is, yeah, the reason is the companies can't get into solve world issues, but yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they, they, they are, but they are, should be doing more probably. Yeah, with yeah. like peace on Earth, I think, which is a great example of when Superman does try to solve issues and just why it wouldn't work. Yeah. Um, yes, that's right, and. You know, then then they can do it. Uh, like I found in that Grant Morrison interview, he's talking about Phil Kennedy Johnson. A good way to show stuff like that is putting them on different worlds, like War World, mm-hmm. which is what they're mm-hmm. doing right now. Yeah. Um, just like what Star Trek did, they talked about you know relevant stuff uh, on different planets in the future. Like it's you know you can do that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think I don't like how flippant Batman is here. What are these days? We'll have to go after him. Thanks, Batman. Oh, Shut up. Like, <laughs> it's always, always his, always well, his catch cry, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Maybe someone's coming after you, Batman. Yeah. <laughs> the Batman who... Oh, no. It's the Batman who laughs. <laughs> um, so Clark gives... So time has passed. I'm not sure how much time. It's not five years. But time has... Some sort of time has passed because he's met the Justice League and he's part of it now. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, but he still hasn't taken the job with Daily Planet yet, so maybe like a few months. Uh, but yeah, Susie, Wallace's niece, uh, will take the hamsters. She puts the ADD into adorable, which she points out that's not how you spell it. (laughs) (laughs) And they're looking at photos of Lana and they're like, what went wrong? Why didn't you and Lana stay on the farm? And we'll get, we'll get more of that later. Uh, the backstory, but uh, yeah, Superman's looking at Lois's collection, like Lois's Superman scrapbook, and he notices there's stuff that was before he was around. Uh, the Blake Farm ghost. So Ooh, yes, which comes out a bit later. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, which at this stage, I I really didn't take any note. Yeah. So, yeah. So, but in oh. hindsight, in hindsight now, as we're going through it, it's like, ah, oh, okay. And Nimrod's watching him having his coffee. Uh, Nimrod is set up a lot, and he just gets blown away. Like, yeah, just, it was a yeah. little bit anticlimactic. But then again, realistically, yeah. that would happen, right? Um, he's just he's just there to serve a function to 
punt Dalton Clark. Well, yeah. Superman caught him off guard as well. Like, Superman yeah. hunted him, basically, you know. Um, so, yeah. And then we get we get a cool scene, a very rainy road, and we get this, well, I guess we'll call him the Blake Farm Ghost for now. Uh, mm-hmm. Did you did you connect this was the Blake Farm no, Ghost? No, I mean like now Were I. We just thinking about how his name is Adam. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, no, not at all. Like yeah, and only now because I'm looking at the the back issues now. Like after having yeah. read everything, yeah, that's it's. I understand at the moment. I just had no idea. I was just rolling with it. Like who, who the hell is this guy? Yeah, I yeah. don't think you would. Yeah. There's any connections to him and uh, a newspaper clipping. Mm. Yeah, I just Why thought I thought it was. Assume? Yeah, I thought it was just an intro to like another story that will reveal itself, which it, which it is. But um, yeah, so he's like, I'm here to assume control of my birth planet, <laughs> <laughs> hmm. and he's got we get to the we get to the Daily Star, and you know, Clark, he's he has mixed feelings about joining the Daily Planet. Um, you know, he doesn't want to be famous, he doesn't want to get headhunted by rival papers. And then something's having a daily star. So this mm. guy who was in issue one working for Glenn Morgan on the train. Okay, um, yeah. Clark goes to, st- he has all these bombs strapped to him, and he goes to stop him. He tries to talk him out of it, but the guy detonates. Too late. Yeah. And Clark takes this opportunity to kill off his alter ego, mm-hmm. which, you know, <laughs> creates is, problems that we'll see. It uh, does, yeah. But a bit of a twist. Um, you know, reading this even now, I was like, oh, he blew up. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. I was abrupt. I thought he'd like talk him out of it. So, yeah, then we have Mrs. Nixle up on the roof and mm-hmm. old Nimrod, friend of oh, Clark Kent's from Smallville. And, so this is cool because the, with Clark dead now, it, it's totally up against his his tracking, right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and, and then to see Superman there. Yeah, he's confused. He's like, how is yeah. Kent dead? And uh, Superman's there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what the hell's going on? And, yeah, he yeah. tries to take him out just with guns. <laughs> mm. <laughs> or a rocket shell. Yeah. yeah. Superman he seems to grow more powerful because that doesn't phase him at all. Yeah, I thought this is really yeah strange. It's not what I expected. I thought, um, you know, Nimrod, the great hunter. I thought maybe he had other resources. Maybe he prepped himself a bit more. So it surprised me that he just had guns. Yeah, as, I think he. I think he just got caught off guard. Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't think he was there think... for an actual confrontation. It's it's that and it's it goes back to like how little people know about Superman at this point. Mm. Yeah, right. Because yeah, he, from all the research he would have done, yeah, he was uh, taken out by a train. So maybe an explosion will, yeah, actually yeah. affect him. You know, but he did he did do a, a bonehead move. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> still firing it at point blank. I don't know Nimrod. what the plan was. He's a real Nimrod. <laughs> Nimrod. His face is scarred now, which will explain why he had a mask on in the future mm-hmm. when we were there a few issues ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, Clark takes care of him. His S-crest is gone from the rocket. Yep. 
and he's, you know, I think Mrs. Nixle's kind of fishing for, like, how does Clark fit into all this? And he goes, Clark Kent is dead. I'll explain everything later. Yeah. So Nimrod's in the hospital, and then our little friend pops up. <laughs> little man with his glasses and his mole. All you have to do is make a deal. Next, Superman's new secret identity. <laughs> and then we get uh, the backup story, which is really, really nice backup. Mm, yes. And it's uh, Clark Kent's wake, essentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I really, really like Lois's speech. Yeah, especially her line about, um, you know, he didn't just stop to give money to every homeless person. He knew their names, too. Like, mm. who does that? <laughs> yeah. You know? Mm. I think that's like, sums up Superman Clark Kent so perfectly. Uh, you know? Yeah, no, th- this was really good. I think it's a, um, it was, Something to, I mean, because it's such a big thing that happened in the issue. I mean, well, of course, we know yeah. he's still alive, but um, Clark Kent have died, so it would have repercussions. And uh, I think this was really well well done. Uh, Cafu mm. as well, his art is, is really good. Oh, yeah. Um, I like his stuff. Uh, who, I'm just looking, who wrote this one? Shelly Fish. Fish. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, no, really nice. It really kind of bookend to, you know, I guess the life of Clark. <laughs> So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was, it was nice. It's just a it's a nice testament to Clark Kent in general as well. Yeah, and Superman. Yeah, uh, and an opportunity to kind of again show a bit more of his character and how he affects people. Yeah, because like, I think how he changes Lois Lane is an important thing yeah. because Lois Lane starts off as kind of a B, like almost universally. Mm. Uh, and I like the idea that she gets better as she goes and doesn't just remain a B. Mm-hmm. Um, so here where she goes outside and she's like, her first thought was like, what happened? Who caused it? Who was responsible for the story? And then she sees him and his first thought is just helping people. Yeah. And that's like a turning point for her. Uh, so I think that was like a really good moment for her character as well. Mm-hmm. And also yeah. Clark's servicing Clark character at the same time. Just, you know, damn good. Writing. Yeah. That's, I was so. going to say, that's the scene that sticks out with me. Cause I do like, um, Lois. I think some people are afraid to have Lois and Clark, like, learn lessons from each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. And because they, they they can both have the problem of, of being fully formed right out from the beginning. But I, I like that, that Lois kind of learned a lesson from Clark. Yeah. And it, it goes both ways. Yeah. Sorry, I had to sneeze. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, and then we get, it ends with, it turns out Clark was watching and he looks sad because he wanted to be there. Yeah. And he doesn't yeah. want them to think he's dead, I guess. But, yeah. Uh, really nice page. And I like I like George Taylor, how he's, like, getting things to say. <laughs> you know, I like, I like that nod to the original boss, as it were. And, mm-hmm. of course, Swans Tavern. Yeah. That's now, good. <laughs> yeah. Now, on to the next issue. Oops. Mm. So. Ah, yeah, this one. Issue 11. Superman flying through fire. And we get... 
thought Metalek was funny, and then he gets like disturbing later. But this is initially funny. You know? He's just like this giant construction machine wreaking havoc, and everyone's like, like, oh. like from the Soma ending of the last yeah. issue, it's just the opening up here. Um, the craziness, yeah. But uh, Clark rips off his head, and he's not wearing the boots anymore. He's looks like they're cons. Cons are they? Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ankle high. I'm sorry, Adam. <laughs> Yeah, I guess that's gone. You're gonna have to Never get better cons now. Never mind what I said about the um. boots. Yeah. <laughs> um, cons aren't as tough as boots, though. So anyway, uh, look, if you want to cosplay this, guys, you can get cons or boots. So options <laughs> for you. Uh, easiest Superman cosplay ever, and also the best looking. So hey, uh, <laughs> but yeah, he destroys Metalurk. And everyone's like, hey, that thing stomped right through our building. What the hell? And so Superman helps them build it. It's a, such a such a nice, old-fashioned uh, sequence where everyone's like, let's yeah. build it together. You know, <laughs> the kids are like, yay. <laughs> I love uh, this one panel is like legit one of my favorite panels of all Superman is when the the guy is like, he's doing the work of 10 men. How are we supposed to compete with that? Uh, yeah, yeah. And the other guy says, it ain't a competition. And I think that is like a little clever way to, to slide in. Like, that's kind of the whole message of Superman. You don't have to literally be Superman. Yeah. You just have to contribute. Contribute. Yeah. 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 Just do the right thing. Yeah. Um, yes. You know. Yeah. That guy just wants smoke. He's desperate. So. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he builds... Jeez, the building looks a lot better than it did before. Um, <laughs> yeah. And this yeah. is also like um, back to a lot of Golden Age stuff. Yeah. Like this totally. This is very much like a thing from Action Comics, like number three. Yeah. And yeah, yeah so we're, we're still there. Like, obviously, it's, it's definitely gone into like, you know, the later eras as well. But it's not like he's still being Golden Age Superman as well. You know, it's. Best of mm-hmm. all worlds. Uh, so, Ray, were you were you thrown off by the fact that you're still using his T-shirt, even though he has the armor? Um, I did wonder about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I, wasn't, I was too. I wasn't too put off, but it was. Yeah, it was kind of like it was noticeable. Um. So, I, yeah. I took it as he's just what's convenient at the time. Okay. Uh, I mean, we do get. Uh, only because like was it one of the backup stories you get a bit of backstory on the on the shirt later on anyway so that was yeah that was cool um but yeah uh yeah it must have been just handy right yeah as you say yeah i mean yeah. i do like i do like this look so it, i didn't really mind at all maybe he saves like the the suit for like the justice league and the big threats or something and he keeps his yeah. duds yeah. on for everything else yeah until um, he learns, like, this is going to tear every time. Yeah. <laughs> he it must cost have me just a lot. been, like, he started out, he bought, like, 20 shirts, right? And it even says the, the number and yeah. with that one backup. We'll get there. And then they just, he, he used them until they literally all just ran out from being destroyed. <laughs> so we get, we get to Superman's new identity, which I think is, like, one of the best things ever, is he... Like his his new identity is a firefighter, so he can basically be Superman twenty four seven. Yeah, 
And I think that's so awesome. And this is something I've always remembered from this run is when he became a firefighter. Uh, and funnily enough, Ray, we've made a lot of jokes about Superman and yeah, built burning buildings, and now yeah. he's that's his job. Like, so, <laughs> well, what, what did you make of this? I, I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, it, it, actually, one of the things uh, was, I mean, look, I love both of the artists as well. I just, I, I was trying to figure out why they decided to do it, other than p- potentially just time, um, you know, so they had to share the load. Uh, so that kind of, I don't know, that kind of blipped for me a little bit. Um, yeah. But, I mean, yeah, no, as as for having Superman, this new identity, I think it's pretty cool. I mean, it, it's it's more akin to what he, like, it's more hands-on than, yeah. say, Clark. I mean, Clark can, we've learned that Clark has helped people through his writing, but this is a, a little bit more direct. So that's, um, yeah. that's pretty cool to see. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, again, Brad Walker's art is just amazing. I wish he, I wish he did the whole issue <laughs> but yeah mm. no, agreed. yeah uh oh. but no i like rags morales as well uh, don't get me wrong um but yeah no it's good it's good yeah um i think uh i don't know if i like it as much as you guys being yeah? a firefighter because to me it's oh, a okay, little yeah. bit like oh i love brad walker first yeah, of all yeah. <laughs> um but it's it can feel a little bit like okay i'm doing hands-on stuff but just doing it less than superman like is it more productive than just being just doing superman stuff i think i think the idea is that it's not perfect like it's just him this is him trying out like what he thinks is like the next best idea that he can do and this is the next conclusion he reaches it doesn't last long um i I think like yeah if anything i think it's more risk of him blowing his cover that's what i was thinking because he he seems to do some superhuman feats here anyway um Mm -hmm. but yeah um yeah i take your point adam totally it's uh yeah yeah so me for me clark's in like a weird place like he's just yeah he's a bit confused yeah um yeah that's how i say it's a very transitional yeah yeah it's not it's not something i'd want permanently Uh, i like how uh yeah, Ray, you mentioned him being more at risk to uh, uh, expose himself, and his disguise now <laughs> as Johnny is no glasses, yeah. uh, short sleeve shirt, so you can see his muscles. And it's it's now like he puts on a hat, and his face <laughs> looks more stern. Yeah. Is his disguise? There's no I, more. There's no more Clark Harry Potter now, is there? So I, yeah, I, I get it though. It's like any of these guys will see Superman close yeah. up. Mm. Well, um, until they, you know, look at a paper, burn a burning building, and then Superman shows yeah. up. I don't know. For me, he looks like just he acts and kind of looks like surly, you know. Yes. For me, that it sort of carries it. Oh, mm. like I still don't. Yeah, it does somehow. Yeah, it does somehow like work. Yeah. Like Brad Walker nailed it in making mm. like yeah. this guy not look like Superman. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Clark. Johnny Clark. You have to Jonathan Kent there. Uh, and you know, pointing out the cat being obnoxious <laughs> as he's trying to rescue it. Uh, but it's cat. probably just scared. But yeah, in a, in a litter box, no doubt as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, you know, uh, and I like how he he, he spills up a little bit of a personality that he that he's a monarchs fan. 
Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's like some sort of backstory there. And... He's got yeah, he's got his yeah, his cover, his story. Yeah, they're like he's a monarchs fan. That's all you need to know as he's walking off, wondering about him. What is um, a monarchs fan, um, Adam? Is that? That's just like the one of these fictional cities, probably much. I guess. Oh, okay, right? okay. It's it's their baseball team. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's a pretty silly question. Maybe it had. So you know, Metropolis and Gotham City. Do they ever interact with real cities? Yeah. Like, oh, they do. Okay, yeah. so there is Chicago. There is a. Yeah, all of these. Yeah, every exists. city exists in okay. the DCU. Yeah. Uh, they just also have extra cities. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. No. No. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I guess that's why I was wondering whether Monarchs was a real. Right. No. It, no. No. Okay. No. It's it's a fictional okay. one. Okay. You get know, I've half on it before, but. Um, I much prefer the sort of DC layout as opposed to Marvel, where everyone's in New York. We get, oh, yeah, yeah. like everyone has their home city. Yeah, you know, the Flash yeah. has. Uh, yeah, what's Flash Central, right? Keystone or Central City, Keystone. yeah, yeah. And then Green Lantern is Coast City. Rip. Um, well, probably <laughs> probably came back, uh, but anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he's visiting George Taylor. Uh, and I guess George can't see through his disguise. So. Well, he can't, can't see, can he? <laughs> well, yeah, he can't see out of one eye. Um, <laughs> and he's like, I'm the guy who got you out of the building. Mm-hmm. Whatever, and he's pretty miserable about Clark. So this is obviously takes place before the backup yeah. in the previous issue, which does happen again as well. But mm-hmm. it's not like it's not disorienting, you know? No. no. Mm. Uh, and then uh, Superman meets up Batman, and I like mm-hmm. this interaction because... <laughs> Superman's like, I created a problem for myself, and Batman's like, you killed your alter ego, I know. <laughs> so that was funny. Yeah. He's on top of everything, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> He's got to read the paper. Oh, Clark Kent's dead. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah, that is all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. You always seem like the smartest guy in the room. Oh, I just had to roll my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> well, we should... I guess we have to acknowledge that... Uh, yeah. You know, they, they do start working together pretty early on in mm-hmm. the, the Justice League team in this universe, if they're not yeah. already working together now. So mm-hmm. even if we have a problem, you know, Clark likes him. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, again, I've said it before, but Greg Pak's Batman Superman run, really good. Uh, okay. It's New yeah. 52 run. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah, Superman, the reason he's like, Clark can't stay dead because I didn't like where I was with my work. And then an assassin tracked me down. Batman found out who he was and he felt compromised, which I thought was pretty reasonable yeah. uh, justification for him to create the get rid of his identity. Yeah. But um, I don't know. Like he's, I don't know if he's having second thoughts, but he's just feeling like... Uh, there's a lot of change happening. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, like you said before, he just feels like confused. It's it's a lot of mess. Yeah, like his house is in space now, as opposed to, you know, right. east side. Yeah, he's yeah. he's hitting the clash between he was just a kind of a normal guy for a bit, and then now like the whole world's changing. Yeah, yeah. It's it's you could like I. You could say like it's it's the clash between like golden age and silver age and like what does that mm. in between period look like? That's true. I don't know if that was the intention, but that you know kind of talk about how this, yeah, the costume change. 
Mm-hmm. You know, that might be a visual nod. And there's also, mm-hmm. he's not flying yet. Because he says here, like, Batman's like, how do you get up there? And he's like, it's a half jump, half fly thing. So he's not even there yet. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, which I guess, when you think about it, doesn't actually line up with Justice League that came out because he was flying in that, and that was before this. But that sucked. So, oh, it didn't suck. It wasn't as good, though. Um, the whole didn't he, didn't he fly into the atmos- like, through the atmosphere um, earlier on to get into space? Yeah, it's- no, he jumps, remember? Oh, he just jumped. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Th- yeah. That was when he was or riding. That was the half-fly, half-jump. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's it's less gravity in space as well. Yeah, that's so. true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, Batman says they only have five minutes. Five minutes passes, and they have to fight crime in Gotham. And basically, Superman's asking him, Batman, for help with his situation, yep. so that'll come up later. And we get Susie thinking of all these names for the hamsters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like Satan and Hitler. Uh, Deary me. Mike it's and Ike, Scooby it's and Scratchy. I like that one. Baskin and Robbins. Yeah. Uh, but she goes a bit funky, doesn't she? What's going on there? Yeah. No, so... Obviously, like, she... Yeah, she seems very talented. She's in calculation. She's drawing these crazy things. Uh, huge imagination, and we know we know that she has ADD or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's like, you know, the, yeah, but that's that's not a symptom. <laughs> no, no, that's what I mean. Like, this is different. This is um, yeah. And she's also like the hamsters have seen bad stuff. Yeah. Uh, the spaceman in my dream, and like how the spaceman in my dream showed me it. Well, I was just like, that's nice, dear. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Do you guys know that um, Lois's niece Susie is a pre-existing character? No, I, I do now. I knew it, but I yeah. forgot. Uh, that, that was okay. a, that's another kind of neat deep cut. Like in the in okay. the fifties Superman comics, she was kind of like she was kind of like a little nuisance character. You know, <laughs> oh, like okay. she she. Then she'd come to visit and like get like her trouble, auntie. you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so is this like Lucy Lane's daughter? It must be. I yeah, like it, that's a good point. I I hadn't thought of that. I recently thought of that too. I was like, wait, I don't know who her parents are because mm. Lucy is. We see them, but do we? Yeah, we we see them at the end, but we don't get their names. Oh, okay. the end of the run. I mean, it has oh. it has to be Lucy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. unless she has another. Yeah. But, you know, she goes, don't worry, Atmos, you'll be okay. You won't be sad for long, as if she kind of knows that Clark Kent's mm-hmm. not dead um, or has some sort of precognition or something. And because Lois is thinking about Clark and how she should have just stopped him. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and then we get, I love what they do with her eyes. Mm. Real Freaky. galactic golem vibes. Freaky. Freaky. Uh, yeah. Well, again, just well drawn. Freaking hell, look at the faces here. It's crazy. You get Superman's mm. Brainiac Fortress and he's put a big mm-hmm. S on it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like, because he Branding. has to. Like, oh, yeah. why? <laughs> he's like Batman. He's got to put S's on it. Yeah, Lex. Uh, Lex. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, Lex. He's not trying to be anonymous. Um, yeah. But he's talking about, he's talking to his uh, ship. Mm-hmm. Or he's recording his journal, I should say. And he's, mm. It's a nice inner monologue we're getting. His thoughts... You know, Johnny's a mask. It's not a person or a performance. He just saves lives and goes home. Mm-hmm. 
uh, what's more important in business. So he starts. Starts with the Metal X, third member of an alien race that's shown up in the last two months. And he's kind of wondering why all of a sudden there's all these aliens and stuff coming to Earth. Mm. Again, it's a transition from just mobsters to the really fantastical stuff. And it's also like there's all these other heroes now. So, you know, you can have Green Lantern villains popping up and yeah. all this sort of stuff. And I think, I guess, Darkseid would have happened by this point as well. Mm. Uh, and we start talking about the multitude again. Yeah, the death list of the multitude. And so, you know, everything that lives fears the multitude, beautiful and numberless and without mercy. No one has ever seen them and survived. They leave in the wake of their passing, the wreckage of worlds, there's no further information. And it turns out that Jorel stopped the multitude. Um, and Krypton's destruction was just, like, misfortune i guess it's it was just mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. you know how Krypton usually blows up yeah which is pretty like shitty coincidence um, <laughs> <laughs> all right i just saved the planet oh it's gonna blow up in like two weeks <laughs> <laughs> you know so but uh what Jarrell did was declared impossible and then clark's like i got this i love that look on his face he, he says impossible yeah, yeah. that's cool. that's that's a thing that morrison does that other people need to pick up on is that like he's superman representing like nothing is impossible like and he he loves that you know ironically uh a very big underdog character uh Mm. with with what he faces a lot of the time yes um and i also like how he resembles his dad in these pages Mm. Uh, Mm. yeah then we get to adam Unrelated to current Adam, uh, possibly. Well, you you don't know. You don't Adam. know. Don't know Connor. So anyway. <laughs> um, all right. <laughs> I guess not. Um, so, that should be your house then, Adam. What, what was this guy again? The um, Blake Farm ghost. Like, yeah, the house of Blake Farm or something. <laughs> yeah, Adam House. Yeah, of Blake. don't worry about it. House oh, of Blake. Yeah, Wait, yeah. yeah, House of Blake. Blake. <laughs> what are those aliens called? Like Orps, the Adam House of Orps, whatever it is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just floating through the city as you will. Mm-hmm. And what's, what's with Lois? She's with her niece and she's like, that was as fun as being boiled alive in champagne. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where did they come out? Oh, they came out from Puck, Man- Puck Manhattan. Oh, well, I don't know. Come from Puck some sort Manhattan. of. Yeah. Manhattan. Puck in Manhattan. Puck in Manhattan. I never. Yeah. I actually never noticed that. So that movie poster is a, a little hint at the uh, fifth dimension, you think? Uh, like he's, he looks, he's kind of, I think they're trying to kind of say like, uh, that's the nod to the little, the trickster imp archetype, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess yeah. I was, I was distracted by like, is this like a bit summer night street of Manhattan thing or what? But I, uh-huh. that, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, he's come, Adam has come for Susie. Cause she's one of like, I don't know. They're, Adam she's is part linked. of like this sort of mutants. They call them. Uh, yeah, coincidentally, mutants. Grant Morrison wrote X-Men. So they can nod mm-hmm. there. Uh, mm. And, they say it later, but 
you know, whilst it's like, you know, don't go with him. He's a creepy, creepy man. Um, <laughs> Stranger danger, all that stuff. And yeah. so they're driving up. Clark, Johnny Clark's driving up with... Uh, it, it's a bit odd to me that he's working during the day. I figured he'd be, like, moonlighting. I don't know. Mm. Anyway, uh, it turns out their captain is a metal egg. So that's weird. And... <laughs> So there, this race that Adam's part of, no relation, is being targeted by a bunch of different alien races, one of them being the Metalecs. Mm-hmm. And the the Metalec is trying to drive the fire engine into Susie. Yeah. And it's really gross. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the eyes. Yeah. Well, yeah, like his and eyes the, pop out. and He's got the little excavators coming out of his... Like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> um, funny. And Lois uh, doesn't get fallen hit by the truck, but she gets clipped by it, mm-hmm. which is pretty bad. Um, Adam, no relation, stops the Metalec driver. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you were the space man in my dream. What have you done to my Auntie Lois? And... So, yeah, Newton's the near sapiens born 100,000 years ahead of our time to repair the way to inherit the Earth. Um, so, pretty impressive resume. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, really cool look, too. Very cool. Yeah. I like the, uh, once he's got the, the globule head. Yes. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh and you know it's mind over matter like um mm-hmm. yeah he's like so superman might be physically just superior yeah or a match um but no he goes the other way and i, I love the i can puncture your mind like a wet paper bag um so he has control of superman straight away love his description i have a full loads post-human brain augmented with super esp technology <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. yeah like he mentally incapacitates him mm. and then he gets all the townsmen to attack him like his village of the dead like yeah. their glowing eyes the guy's getting him with a briefcase so. can i has that happened like i must have previously in, in in past superman stories has he been attacked mentally like oh yeah um yeah. and he like you know because it pretty this pretty much kind of stunts him you know if you can freeze him basically Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't have any super will to get beyond that, or no? I don't think with this guy, because this guy's yeah, uh, so advanced. Uh, okay, but yeah. with other with other telepaths actually, or whatever, in, in it depends on the like, writer. What, like okay. was a thing in the golden age, but yeah, no, yeah. yeah, typically, you know, writers yeah take advantage of oh that's another instead of using kryptonite. Yeah, I'm gonna go this way. You know, yeah, so they, they take advantage of that's a Hey, that's an interesting vulnerability. I can. Okay. Yeah. Cause it, it seems like one that could easily be exploited then. Like you'd use it a lot more. Yeah. If, if mental powers can really disable but, Superman. But yeah. so, so like how many, uh, different mental stories can you, can you yeah, tell? Yeah, true. Yeah. Cause a lot yeah. of them do, uh, end up pretty similar. In yeah. that they're just like, oh, and now I'm going to overpower it with remembering who I am. I guess, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah. like, stunning him mentally happens a lot, but I think 
generally it's pretty hard to like actually mind control him or something. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah but know. it happens so often that like it does. It no, does. It's not. Okay. Right. It, oh, because think... it's it's just one of those tropes that like. Yeah. Okay. If I think you it's want more... Superman to be evil for a minute. Yeah. Mind yeah. Control. You get him mind control. Yeah. It from... would happen. I think You're it happens right, more actually. often, not because it, it ignoring the trope side and lazy writing side. I think it happens more often sure. not because he's weak will, but because if you're going to mind control anyone, you want to mind control Superman. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to mind control like Green Lantern instead. You know. Yeah. Um, although I think so, Green Lantern is like the will elemental, so it's probably yeah. the best idea anyway. Uh, but, um, true. Yeah, but no, yeah, you're right. Um, again, it's just it's just the writer. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's uh, just it just surprised me because actually, I'm just thinking about it now. There were some stories that we covered, Connor, that he was controlled. Like, um, God, there was a one. Uh, it was it was the cosmic one, uh, and he met some of the new gods there, but um. Oh, I can't remember it totally now, but he he was he was bad. He was like it was a bad Superman. He was just basically mentally mind controlled. Um, no, I don't remember that. Oh, do you? Uh, no. It's the one with the big wall. There's a big cosmic wall or something. Uh, I can't remember. Oh wait, don't... is that that crappy Batman yes. Superman one? Yeah, that one. Yeah, did he get mind controlled. He did. Yeah, he went to another. It was that another dimension, another planet, and then Batman had to chase after him, but he was controlled and. Doesn't surprise yeah. me that like yeah. he gets mind controlled, in, especially in Batman and Superman books, all the time. Yeah, right. Because yeah. well, it's like, well, now, yeah, Batman can can do stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let Batman, you know, take like over. That, yeah, that disappointing. Anyway, that's, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the backup story is basically this tourist and this local go yep. to a shop where they can get Superman shirts, and this guy claims that Superman himself. Mm-hmm. So he tells this like cute little story about how the first time Superman came in, and he stopped a mugging, and they found out he was not all the bullets, and uh, it's all bull because we find out in two issues that that's not the guy <laughs> that sells it, the shirts. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, and then at the end, they leave the shop, and he's like, "You stopped me from buying the shirt," and they're like, "Well, yeah, they're on a street full of t-shirt shops." With genuine yeah. Superman shirt, four hundred percent authentic Superman merchandise. Yeah, that that last panel kind of really, yeah, I thought it was pretty cool because it's like, oh yeah, of course. I'm thinking about you know, the city's finest coffee or the finest pizza, and this is yeah. just another one um, of those kind of things. But I thought yeah. I really enjoyed this. I like, I mean, there were some pretty, I don't know, pretty obvious but funny things that still got me. Where he goes, oh, you can. You can have these shirts for ten percent off. <laughs> you know, always yeah. the um, the business acumen. But uh, yeah, no. Again, drawn by Kefu. Yeah, it was, it was a nice little backup. I, I like. I never noticed that. Uh, uh, Johnny Clark's fire truck zooms past him. Yes, I saw. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> oh really? Wow. Yeah. yeah Nineteen thirty-eight. Yeah. The, huh. In the, the backup, yeah, in the backup, yeah. Oh, wow! So, uh, wow, that was happening at the same time. Interesting. <laughs> um, so, next issue, in the last issue we're covering, and then we'll have some feedback afterwards, but not much. Uh, mm-hmm. So, Actronics Twelve, and this is the cover they use for the trade of Volume Two, and it's uh, Superman fighting Adam, for relation, uh, Man of the People, <laughs> no more. <laughs> uh, he's getting hit in the head with like bottles and stuff. So, uh, yeah. yeah, good cover. Good cover, all red-eyed, all angry. Pink. 
pink eyed. Actually, don't. (laughs) (laughs) Do you guys ever consider like uh, I'm fascinated when I I I don't know I I don't know if anyone else like pays attention to this like when when Superman villains aren't purple or green. (laughs) I love I love picking different colors for them. Like I love I I don't know why if people get excited as much as I do. Like when. Hey, Superman's fighting a pink guy. <laughs> you know? I don't, but I respect it, and I get it completely. Uh, there's a lot you of get what I mean? Like yeah. when Superman fights someone yellow, I'm like, ooh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, when red versus yellow. That's good. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Like, that is good. I do actually really like the posing of the two characters on the cover. On the cover? That's my yeah. favorite thing about it, yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's just off, it's an angled. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah, man of the people know more. So we open with this really awesome sequence of yeah, you know, it's it's interesting how it's traditional Superman because you have Martin Park Kent. So if you're paying attention, it's like it's uncanny because Martin Park Kent are alive and they wave him off to Smallville, and Clark is wearing his classic pre-crisis red and red, white, and blue suit. Okay. Mm. Was really cool, um, and then the Daily Planet. He meets Lois. There's Steve Lombard and stuff there. He oh, works Lombard, there, yeah. not the Daily Star. And you now he teams up with the Justice League, and then he marries Lois Lane, and mm. everything's all futuristic. New Golden yeah. Age. Yeah, Golden Age has begun. Yeah. And, yeah. What? Uh, yeah. Oh the, yeah, so the, these are all the the mental projection, yeah, persuasions um, of of Adam. Yeah, and uh, yeah, kind of a nod, a bit of a nod to the old continuity, not completely, but all the various old continuities. Uh, and this is one of the few romantic things between Lois and Clark in the New Fifty Two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's definitely um, it. I don't know what I don't know if I want to say like a weak point, but like there's it feels like Morrison had very little interference, especially compared to other writers of the of the era, you know. Mm-hmm. But the way you can tell the most is lack of Clark and Lois relationship. It, it was it's, it seems very apparent that they were not allowed to do that. You know? I I did read an interview. He said. Uh, he didn't use Lois much in this because he already explored what he wanted to with her and also, and he okay. said the same thing about Lex as well. Mm. Um, so maybe didn't really play with them as like a pair, I guess. Like she's just sort of there as an acquaintance. Uh, but there is yeah. also the fact that they they probably wouldn't have wanted him doing it. But it's also something I doubt. Like he was interested in doing that much as well. I'm going to say that's a weak point then. <laughs> right. You know, he, Morrison's my favorite writer ever, but I, I, I wouldn't put them on the uh, best Lois stuff, mm-hmm. which is, oh. which is a shame. Oh, Grant Morrison's Lois Lane. No. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, for me, she's flat out unlikable in all-star Superman. Oh, I wouldn't go that far. But yeah. I, I would. <laughs> I yeah. I, I think she's I very, like a Lois with an attitude. I guess way more than you do. I think no. I think the problem is she's vapid and vain 
in All Star for me. Mm. Um, she's like really superficial, uh, which which bugged me in kind of the way she treats Clark. But there was there was a whole there was a whole weird dynamic there. I guess I guess. All right. Uh, I could talk about it more, but I won't because it'll take a while. <laughs> sure. But um, it was cool stuff. We talked about it a lot in our All Star coverage. Uh, yeah. Six hours. Was it six hours or so? Twelve hours? <laughs> Fourteen or uh, Fourteen hours. Yeah. Because while while Lois treated him not great in that, like he didn't treat her great either. Anyway, um I think I mean you like Lois more than me in general though, as well. So I'm very peculiar. Yeah. yeah. Particular with my Lois Lanes, uh the multiverse of Lois Lanes, I guess. <laughs> uh, you like it with an eye patch. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like burnt to a crisp, Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, she sort of uh, wakes him up, and he gets a uh, <laughs> like a glass bottle thrown in the side of his head. Yeah. Um, and Lars is like trashed on the car. Yeah, pretty serious injuries. Yeah, uh, mm. doesn't look good. No. Uh, Adam and oh, what's her name? I forgot her name already. Susie. Susie. Yeah. Susie. Yeah. They're um, you know, they're they're still well. Adam's controlling Superman at that stage. Um, Susie's more concerned with Lois, of course, and she's got this then special power to. Well, Susie's also like, hey, stop! What are you doing, to Superman? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, that as well. Um, but she stops um, the pain, I guess receptors going to her brain yeah so um yeah very interesting kid well i should point out superman is breaking free of adam no relations control yep that's true he's moving at least yes Uh, he's 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 yeah working through it yeah um but yeah she goes to the car where lois is like imprinted on it essentially um and then adam throws a car at superman he punches it I'm liking Adam's uh, aesthetics more and more. Just really cool. Yeah, they are cool. Just the black cape, and he's got just a simple chest insignia, and he's got the yeah the buccaneer boots as well. It's like a... it's really it's it's really cool when it's it's like a it's the same. What am I looking for? Like aesthetic, I guess, of like the classic superhero, which is Superman, mm. but kind of flipped i guess yeah. yeah i was i was gonna say something similar is like it's a, it's a very old like sci-fi alien idea yeah. that's like modernized yeah which this this uh, was like a, a a silver age kind of classic superhero uh character yeah i mean his ship's called the cometeer mm-hmm. you know um oh he put he hits clark with a lot of cars <laughs> like, it does yeah um i'm interested to so he's what he's like a hundred thousand years in the future of humans though so i wonder like how how much more advanced is he than kryptonians yeah that would be interesting because we know i mean he's obviously more advanced than clark but we know clark is more advanced than humans yeah he's like a level eight they're like level three Mm. um and yeah it's it's a the point that he's he's more of the man of tomorrow than Superman mm. is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. 
and uh, the, the, the weird dreams. Like, she's talking about the million-pointed spear in the cuckoo's nest, and I thought that sounded cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and she's like, you got to help my auntie. And he's like, I'm not a veterinarian. Yeah. Uh, like <laughs> veterinarian. That's, uh, that's how they see the humans, um, basically. Yeah. Just uh, reduced. Well, he's uh, like, there's six billion homo sapiens, but of the neo sapiens, there's only five mm. known ones anyway. And she's one of them. Yeah. Yeah. And we get his backstory. He's special. Yeah. Which is. Um, Interestingly. Uh, the rocket goes over as uh, he comes out of the womb. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. yeah. Initially, I thought they were connected, but I think it's just a coincidence. It lands so is, the... Uh, from what I know, so this is, this is like a, a pre-existing guy named Captain Comet, I think. Yeah. I, I yeah. don't know much. I don't know much about him. He's He's a very, like, you know, basic forgettable superhero but i i believe his origin is he gets powers from a comet passing oh. as he was being born. Oh, okay so He's, i don't know yeah. if the suggestion is supposed to be the rocket gave him his yeah powers. or that's just a comet that kind of cosmic comet that i remember like, looking okay we were looking this up ages ago uh yeah right he so I just looked up again. So he's created by Julie Schwartz, John Broome, and Carmen Infantino. Uh, and he occupies, Great it says, Wiki, yeah, Wikipedia mm. says he occupies an almost unique position in DC Comics as a superhero is created between the two periods, the Golden Age and the Silver Age. His early stories fall into a ah. romance and sometimes referred to as the Atomic Age because of the recurrent science fiction themes of most mm. comics that we So, yeah. Uh, Isn't that interesting? We were just talking about, like, hey, is this a transition period between yeah. gold and yeah. silver? Yeah. And, yeah, he Jeez. was born so 100,000 years before his time. It could be very much more intentional than we thought. Than I and thought, his... Metagene was triggered by a comet passing overhead at birth, so that must be replaced with the rocket here. Yeah, that's really cool. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So um, the the story we're reading here, you think is he had he was already innately like a Neo Sapien. Yep. But and then Clark's rocket activated it. Is that what we're supposed to get from here? I feel either that or it's just a nod to his origin. Mm. Okay. Um, that's what I'm trying to suss out. Is it, is that just a, a reference, or is that an yeah, yeah. in story trigger? Or it could also just be a comic. A, not comic. A comic. A, a comic. Comic just flying down. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no. Ab- absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we don't go beyond this, so I guess you could take either or. It doesn't really. Yeah. I guess yeah. maybe it is just a comic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I it, assumed it. Yeah. I assumed it was the rocket. Like when I read it, because you know. I, yeah. I, it's I hard didn't know not any better. To, yeah. Yeah. See, see something zooming past a barn in a Superman yeah. comic exactly. and not think. <laughs> exactly. That's the rocket. But yeah, yeah I guess maybe it is just a rock. I can't remember what the weather was like. I think it was, <laughs> I'm, I'm not kidding. I think it was oh. like, was it like nighttime or something when Quark's rocket landed earlier? Jeez, uh, I can't. Oh, maybe. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah, but no, thanks for reminding me of that, Adam. Because yeah, yeah good is, pickup. Jeez. Uh, he is pre existing. And yeah, it's interesting. And it's like another. Classic Morrison, like obscure pull. Yes. Um, and you don't, and it just goes to show you don't need to know who he is for it to work either. Yes. No. Yeah. Absolutely. So. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. I do remember how exciting it was to like be learning about all these new characters and knowing that this is like a different interpretation and then getting to like go on Wikipedia and learning <laughs> what they were before, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's a really cool sequence of his childhood where he's levitating all the rockets and stuff. He's levitating the car. Yeah. Um, mm. And he can't heal his mother. Which is, you know, uh, See, but very... he, talk, he talks to her as if she's like, you know, a piece of equipment as well. So like your hardware, mm. your software, it's all the same uh, mm. um, thing. Yeah. It's so it's, it's similar to Clark, but also very different because, you know, his parents <laughs> die. He wants to save them mm-hmm. and he can't, but he's not as detached. Uh, although he does seem sad. He's at the funeral. Yes. Yeah. The big difference also is as well though is that he gets um he's openly like you know different yeah and he's cast out yeah yeah Yeah. um yes i mean from his yeah exactly he's um from his dad right yeah yeah basically blames him for the mother's death uh and superman confronts him the kansas strongman you know the blake farm ghost Mm -hmm. poltergeist phenomena and so superman reads his memory because uh, it's a two-way street with mm-hmm. Captain Comet. Mm-hmm. Um, I just called him Captain Comet. <laughs> yeah, why not? Uh, but cool flashback. He's he's hitchhiking along the road, and then the warped kind <laughs> pick him up. Be not uh, afraid. These guys are cool. I like them. Are they? Do you know these guys from? No. <laughs> okay. I think okay. these are new. I think okay. these are new things. Yeah. This is a that that they feel very Morrison to me. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And the orc crime rock up. Uh, he's like, you're not permitted to interfere. Like a really cool panel. I love his little cosmic head, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. And Clark, you know, starts to shove him out of his head. Then he gets pushed back. And the orcs are attacking him as well. So he gets knocked into a building. Building falls down. It's awesome. I love that shot of the building. Yeah. Um, down he goes. Um yeah, and, and we go back to the fire, like the fire truck. Fireman, yeah. Um, mm. And of course, Mister Metallic. Ooh. Uh, he's kind of gone. Um, but Clark's, oh, sorry, Johnny Clark's helmet. Is, yeah, I think uh, he's vaporized. Yes, left smoldering. <laughs> yeah, it's vaporized. Like he's dead. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> and then Clark emerges from the building. Yeah, I like that little change as well. Because you know, they think he's dead, but then we cut straight back to him. Yeah, that's true. It's a good transition. Yeah. Uh, so what I like is Superman, how he just empties his mind. Like he just... Yeah, yeah. I like that. And it's like a... Pure instinct. Hard thing to mm. pull off, like just emptying your mind like that, especially like considering he's in like a high-stress situation. But mm. uh, it's cool that he does it and he can't be affected mentally that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And Comet's like, no, stop. Uh. <laughs> yeah. He's like, and put my trust in action comics by Grant Morrison. Then he <laughs> crashes into him. And it's a really cool, like, he's flying fast. Like, it's a yeah. very nicely drawn motion. Yep. And there's, like, a big Akira explosion. Massive. As he into him. Massive. Bomb and then he blast. hits him with a taxi. <laughs> 
Well, yeah. he tries to, actually. Tries to, and he kind of does the old Tetsuo then, if we're going to go with that. <laughs> yes, we are. I didn't and, know you uh, that <laughs> Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he just reconfigures it and throws it back at him. Yeah. But unlike Tetsuo, he pulls out a gun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that shoots psychic bullets. That's uh, right. <laughs> a guilt that will consume your mind. A fear that will never let you rest. You can't fight me. You can't win. Ah, I can't see. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Susie stops him. You know, I don't like your long hair monsters. You shouldn't hurt Aunt Lois. And he's like, I'm here to save her. I'm here to save all of you. Uh, mm. And then... Bang. He leaves. He's out there. He's gone. Susie yeah. does the job. His spaceship took him back. Oh, yeah. And he's far, far away. But she's like, you know, you can't chase him, Superman. You have to help Lois. Yeah. So he goes. So this is controversial to people who are not used to the insanity of pre-crisis Superman. What, the operation? Yeah, where he just okay. reads, like, every book in the library and operates on it. Um, that was pretty cool. I mean, he still has a guidance of them as well. Because, well, and also we... We know that he does stuff like that, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, whereas people who are reading seen this, this, yeah, praised pretty highly. I think people like this moment. Yeah, I, I want just for comments and stuff that I've seen sure. online. Mm. Um, again, and these people, as I said, like they're probably not familiar with it, or they're not familiar yeah. with All Star, maybe. Because uh, this is this is easily like a big leap from what he's been doing previously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he hasn't done anything yeah. like this so far. And so he goes to the library, he reads everything, and I, lo- I love that page of, of that panel of him just, like, reading just, all the books. Wait, um, <laughs> oh, with the, the flipping hands or the, the yeah, eyes? The flipping hands. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just think it's funny. Um, Grey's Anatomy. And it's a, <laughs> it's a great out-of-context uh, panel to post as well. I think just reading really quickly. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. I really don't, what I don't like is how he says, I just read every medical text ever published. You know why I hate that? Because mm. they wouldn't have every medical that, text right. ever published yeah. in that library. <laughs> I, I just read every medical text in your library. And I'm like, how'd so, you miss that? I mean, yeah, yeah. just said, I read the whole library. I read every medical text in the library or something. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. But that, that bugs me. Yeah, uh, no, that's, that's, like, fair. that's fair. That's interesting. Yeah, it's it's like, you love the... It, it outlandishness of it but it's like take a half a step back yeah exactly i mean yeah. outlandishness is great it's just when it literally it doesn't, make sense. doesn't make sense yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Like, uh because it's superman he does crazy things but that's a library that doesn't have every book yeah <laughs> you know um but again it's a really cool sequence though and he does the operation uh i really hope he hang like, on maybe his hands. maybe he goes around the whole world Maybe. And he just goes around mm-hmm. every single library. He does ask <laughs> where the library is. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, you, you're talking about um, washing his hands as well. He uses his thumbnail. He <laughs> so, puts the gloves on, and he yeah. uses the thumbnail anyway. So yeah. it's like... Um, it's poking out of the gloves, yeah. yeah. And I'm, assu- I'm just going to give him the benefit of the doubt that he washed his hands. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Right, there's there's a whole debate like that. Can bacteria live on Superman? That's true. Oh, I didn't think that as well. Yeah, um, but he still put on gloves. So, <laughs> yeah. 
So he stops the internal bleeding, reinflated her lung, vaporize the embedded metal fragments, clean the wounds, and the guy's like, this is unbelievable. Ten years of medical training in five minutes. I'm just imagining, like, dramatic, like, Doctor Show music playing <laughs> this operation. Yeah. Like, da -da -da -da. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, barely a scar. It's cool. It's a cool, it's a cool sequence that I think had a bit of fuddles in there. Like, yeah, yeah. putting on gloves and immediately not using them. And I just love the whole thing. Just, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, as a whole, it, it just it's just pretty cool. I think just yeah. it's just again, it's typical Morrison. Look how nifty I can work his powers. Um, yeah, yeah, it's classic Superman. Just you know, fantasticism is that yeah. a word? Mm. Yeah, <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and it's it does seem like the this is the point of okay. Johnny's dead. Now I'm going full. Th this is him. And, and, yeah. If if we're saying like this is the in between gold and silver, this is like silver. Hard line. He's also not yeah. wearing his. Uh, he hasn't been wearing his jeans and shirt. Right. He's full on in his new costume mm. now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cosmic threat. The, the um. Well, the the Adam guy maybe. True. But I, I feel like it's a trend because, yeah, I guess we'll see later, but I don't think he puts them on again outside of the flashback. Okay. Uh, um, I can't remember either. I think he might. Okay. I don't know, maybe that is it. I guess we'll see. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, um, and Lois is like, hey, you know, is my niece okay? And I'm like, she's fine. And then I really love this one panel with a fireman. Mm. Like it's so cool. Like there was a Johnny Clark uh, in Keystone, but he died three years ago. Mm, and it's yeah, really, I don't know. I really like it because there's just that it has a really like urban legend kind of feel where it's like, ah, mm -hmm. uh, you know, this sort of weird guy was hanging around here, helped out. Then it turns out, oh, but he died all this time ago. It's like a, yeah. I don't know. It's just a lot, a lot of like little creepy ghost stories and yeah, you know, it's like that. Um, it's like a bit like what they did in uh, Man of Steel, how he mm. drifted in very nondescript roles, uh, mm. straight of your own. Like, I think sort of left a trail of kind of little local legends behind him because yeah. he always disappeared after something happened. Uh, mm -hmm. So that was cool. And mm. then we get Batman, Batman. Giving um, him a flash drive. He reads the USB drive, which I thought was cool. Yep. And funny. Just by staring at it, yeah. And the USB drive has a bat on it. A little bat symbol, <laughs> yes, of course. Just in case he loses it, we know who to return it to. Yeah. Um, but essentially, just saying, oh, I just noticed something on the. That he tracked it? Yeah. <laughs> um, but basically, just say, uh, reevaluating, you know, the value of Clark. Yeah. And um, maybe he needs to come back. Yeah, he doesn't give him a pep talk. No. Uh, he notices that. So Clark reads the statistics and he realizes that Clark Kent helped a significant amount of people. Mm -hmm. um, it's cool how in this scene he's got the open jacket on top of the Superman suit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like it's a very cool visual nod of like of his, his in between state, you know? Yeah. yeah. You know, Batman being a paranoid megalomaniac as well. 
Uh, <laughs> yes. You know, I'd be really interested to see Grant Morrison write a Superman and Batman book. Oh. Because uh, he's written Justice League, but he hasn't done that. Anyway, uh, so we got to talk with Superman and Mrs. Nixle. Nixle. Yeah. Pixel, pixel. And he fills her in, and he's like, Clark can't save heaps of lives and stuff. This is why I'm coming back and stuff. And uh, she's like, so the only way to get you out of this mess, because he doesn't know how to bring Clark Kent back to life, mm. is that to make everyone forget Clark Kent's death ever happened. Mm. And that's where we get a reveal where she... Uh, there's a lot of things happening. She's in the fifth dimension. There's lots of cryptic clues, like the envious one escaped from his chains and the multi-cornered mm. dungeons of Zrif. Uh, and he's like, what's happening? It already happened when your parents died in Smallville. And then we get Mixel Spitlick name drop. Mm-hmm. So she, mm-hmm. I believe she is his spouse. Yes. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm, is she the same as like the attractive redhead then? Yes. Yeah. Except but this even is like, like Earth form. Right. And the original version of that character was like, you know, not supposed to be a like a, a you know, uh, an imp? Jessica a Jessica Rabbit type character. She was an imp ah. uh, originally. Okay, but it's the same. So she, she's had character. different forms, but yeah. Yeah. Well, that's neat though that it's the same. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, so Mister McSpitlick is hurt. The king thing rips is dead, and you know everything's in danger. And the George of the jaws of Lord Vinzix have closed around him, but there's still hope. It's really easier if I show you. Giant question mark from Clark. <laughs> <laughs> and then we cut to the epilogue, and this is where I think this is her parents. Oh, okay, yeah, right, yep, yeah, yeah, it would would be right, yeah, but yeah. Again, weirdly, it's just their silhouettes. Mm-hmm. Um. And then, well now, hello, little girl. We get oh, out. Dear me. And next issue zero, the boy who stole Superman's cape. And there's these issues that had some really nice variant covers as well, but um, I haven't gone into them because of time and mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, but, yeah, so that was issue 12. So, jeez. Uh, I guess thoughts on the fifth dimension twist, Ray? Uh, uh, I, th- I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was cool. Um but when when it happened, it was kind of like, I don't know, like, I get the impression that Mitch Spicklick and the Fifth Dimension's always used as a big reveal. Um, so mm. I was like, oh, okay. It's like, oh, okay. So she's from the Fifth Dimension. That's, you know, I mean, it was it was a bit whacked out because again, I didn't expect it to come from the the landlady. But mm. you know, I guess you know, in hindsight, it kind of makes sense how she's so attuned to stuff. Uh, but yeah, um, it was it was cool. It was a nifty little thing, but it didn't totally blow me away or surprise yeah. me. Yeah. Did you did you expect the issue the, the run to go in that direction at all? Um, um oh, I don't know. Like it's no, but it's just like yeah. But at the same time, I guess it's like it's, it's not, not totally super surprising. surprising. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I wasn't I wasn't like thinking. Oh, okay, when is Mitspickly gonna 
going to turn up or you know yeah. morrison's certainly going to use him i didn't didn't think that at all but when it did arrive i was like oh okay cool i mean th- that fits i yeah. guess morrison's mo because it is a whacked out thing so yeah 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 I me mean, i'm glad he's not just like he already said he didn't use lex as much because he already did lex but i'm glad like the big bad isn't lex again or mm. there's no um <clears throat> i mean we don't know who the big bad is yet or anything but yeah, it's a different direction. Yeah, yeah. So, what? Oh, no, I thought, I thought you gave it away, but yeah. No, I mean, I can't. I, yeah, away. I'm laughing at how vague you're being about, like, oh, okay. but we yeah, don't yeah. know who. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I can't really give it away because not even the thing has told us, so, yeah, so, um. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Anyway, uh, and do you have any thoughts on the little man? <laughs> Well, I was thinking it's Bickley. That, that's what I had thought, um, mm. just like reading throughout the the run. Yeah, um, makes sense. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. It's a, it really could be anyone still. Yeah. Um, but yeah. All right. Well, I guess um, we have feedback, mm-hmm. and we'll do closing thoughts. And yeah, does that sound good? Yeah. Yep. How's your phone going, Adam? Uh, 7%. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah, so we'll wrap it up. We'll all right, all right, right. Um, so first feedback. Uh, okay, let's do Dave first. Yep. <clears throat> he goes, for me, this was a much stronger selection and more in keeping with my tastes. Issue 9 was a favourite. I love the multiple worlds and that whole concept. I'd never read this issue and I absolutely loved how Clark, Lois, and Jimmy created an imaginary Superman from their thoughts, etc. It was really cool. Issue 10. I rolled my eyes hard at the time Batman said, I don't want to be part of a gang of authoritarian living weapons from America. <laughs> uh, but the tease of Superboy was cool. I actually thought it might have been some alternate version of original Superboy. Also, Ray, in this issue, that there was a character <laughs> that looked a lot like Moon Knight's classic uniform, which got picked up by the trucker. I must admit, I did think that when I saw it. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, the, did, like, yeah. I, I mean, I know it wasn't meant to. Um, maybe because it wasn't white. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Issue 11. So Mr. Taylor in hospital doesn't recognize Clark without the glasses either. I'm never too much of a fan when they start making Clark look like Krista Reeve, and this happened occasionally here. I think it's just cheesy. Mm. Uh, How creepy is the ghost of Blake's farm trying to take Lois's niece? But very interesting. I found the reveal about who, about the being who was Neo Sapien, incredibly cool, and the last reveal about Clark's landlady absolutely floored me. Yeah, nice. So not you, Ray, I guess. What, you think you're better than Dave? <laughs> <laughs> Overall, I felt this was a real improvement and much more interesting, especially the Calvin Ellis issue on the last couple of issues here. I like Morrison when he goes quite weird, and it was good to see that teased here. I'm kind of disappointed he doesn't have a much longer run to enjoy. Eight out of ten, and most of those marks are for the items I mentioned. Mm, no, thanks, Dave. Yeah, thank you. I yeah. also wish the run was longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the points that he picked out. Um, yeah, the the creepiness of the Blake of, of Adam, the great not no relation, um, and also um, the the glasses, uh, Johnny Clark's disguise, uh, essentially. Yeah, I thought I thought as I mentioned, I thought about that a little bit with Mister Taylor, but then you said he mm-hmm. was like blind or partially blind. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, I didn't think he looked like Chris Sorry. I wonder what when he's referring. I, I actually like, yeah. I. I did pick that up on one yeah, or two okay. panels as well. Yeah. Oh. Okay. I mean, I, I, I think it like was it. a lot of when, uh, sure. 
Brad Walker was right was doing them. Right. There's there's one or two panels that kind of yeah. Okay. Because it bugs me too, but I guess I just didn't notice this time. Right. It's not as egregious here. At yeah. All. Um. All right. Next from Rebecca. Action 7 to 12. I found with a break that 7 to 8 were a bit messy and hard for me to get back into, but that may be that I wasn't fully on board with some of the story or didn't care so much. I thought the resolution was done well, although, again, I got a bit confused at some of the conversations toward the end again. Uh, maybe that was similar to your problem, Adam, with Metal Zero and uh, Yeah, Brainiac. maybe. Um Nine is fantastic, not only for introduction of a new character, but also its multiversal aspect and consideration of how things like law-breaking sit within the Superman trope. Also love the whole take on how corporate interests would impact the thought-created Superman and how it shone a light on the barriers of human imagination uh, re goodness. Ten didn't really stand out for me, but I was fully back on board for 11 to 12. The Fireman, Alter Ego, the Death of Clark, the Resurrection on Clark, the whole impact Clark has, as well as the impact Superman has. Pretty excited to continue the story. Art is still a bit up and down for me, but where the stories grab me, I don't mind so much. Yeah, I personally find Rags Morales, I think he's great, but I think his art is a bit up and down. Okay, yeah. In this run. Uh, yeah. And yeah, I, have, I, I just sorry. thought, sorry, I just thought, yeah, I mean, uh, as, as I mentioned already, just um, so with issue 10... We're eleven, ten, or eleven. Um, the where Brad Walker and uh, Rags Morales do both the duties. Uh, I didn't find it disruptive, but it was just a little bit more noticeable than than usual when multiple mm. artists do an issue. Just yeah. like yeah, trying to figure out what where the logic is behind it. I mean, I think there is where Brad Walker essentially does the Johnny Clark stuff, uh, and um. Rags Morales does everything else, but yeah, again, just questions as to why. I mean, what do they hope to achieve by having different artists? That sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we have more feedback on Twitter. Um, Superman out of context. Uh, I read the New Fifty Two very sporadically, only picking up trades. I started reading this run before I listened to your show, and I've been enjoying it quite a bit. This run and the current War World saga have made me regret never reading Action all these years. New listener, love the show. Thanks very much. Superman no. out of context, great page. By Thank the way. you, out and, of uh, context. Yeah, uh, I think throughout the New Fifty Two, Action Comics was consistently better than Superman. Yeah, I'd say um, so. Yeah, and it's currently better than Superman as well. So, in my opinion, mm. but uh, and then uh, Patrick left feedback, but I can't find it. Oh. Um, Sorry, I don't have it. With and Krypton, Krypton Report Podcast says, I've enjoyed this discussion. Thanks, guys. I'm glad you're enjoying. We'll have you guys on soon. Um, so, Adam, do you want to go first and leave your thoughts, just in case your phone dies? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, geez, like, what? Yeah. We're going to be saying it all, like, next week, too. Like, this, I think this run is just like a, it's a masterpiece, right? Like, it, yeah. I I didn't feel like the art changes were clunky. Mm-hmm. I just didn't. I it just didn't uh, slow me down. I guess. Um. Yeah. It it just it just feels like not many people replicate the Superman spirit as as well as Morrison does. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Especially when it comes to like including 
all history, you know, you know what I mean? Like it, yeah. it just all seamlessly flows together. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, I found that feedback from Patrick. Ah. So this is for the first six issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he says, some PDR thoughts on the first six. The vagaries of the DC Universe continuity are one of the things in comics that I feel the most antipathy for. So I'm glad there isn't much discussion, so far at least, about altered timelines or whatever. Just a new standalone story is ideal for me. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, similarly, I'm glad they haven't shoehorned in references to all kinds of other DC characters apart from the Legion, letting the Super franchise stand on its own for a change. Uh, as far as Superman being angry, I'm all for it. The moment when Clark tells Mongol to burn and that more annual is popular, but has never been a favorite of mine. I like Superman to get angry about injustice and oppression more because that's, because that's more than a, uh, this time it's personal thing. I'm not sold on the anti-Superman army yet. May change my mind when they get fleshed out, but I can't help but see it as a missed opportunity to bring in some obscure villains and give them more time rather than adding in some new obscure villains to not getting the focus they deserve. But then I have no idea what is going to happen to this group. I just spend more than a healthy amount of time, mental energy, thinking about bringing back obscure Superman villains. I think Adam does as well, maybe. Yeah, who said this? <laughs> uh, Patrick D. Ryle on uh, Twitter. He was the one who recommended Superman Strength to us, uh, which is a good read. Yeah. Yeah, I like yeah. it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> thanks um so thanks very much patrick thank you patrick uh, uh, ray i guess yes. your thoughts yeah look <clears throat> i think i enjoyed uh, these issues a lot more than the first six um just because there were a little bit more twists and turns to it mm. um there was a little bit more morrison wackiness uh there was also a little bit more flair on well just more noticeable flair on superman's powers and, and just ways to think outside the box which again yeah. is very morrison so uh very much appreciated and the um the antagonists as well uh, made it very you know even the origin of of adam was pretty cool captain comet was pretty cool so mm. uh we get a lot of sci-fi uh, you know sci-fi elements transformer yeah. you know things so yeah really enjoyed it um <clears throat> honestly um I think having discussed it with you guys as well has uh, raised my opinion of it because when I did first read it as well, uh, when I first read the all 12 of them as well, um, yeah, I, I didn't get these little references or, or, you know, things about this is a nod to the Golden or Silver Age. Mm. Just these little things, I think, that really does, um, yeah, just make it a little bit more special, like for, for you guys uh, being, you know, knowing the ins and outs of Superman. So, yeah, I mean, honestly, when I first read it, you know, I would have given it about a what, about a seven out of ten, I think. Yeah. But now it's probably about an probably about an eight, I think, just because it it always is fun discussing it and actually learning and knowing a bit more. Um, it just made me appreciate it a bit more. That's all. You know, even the stuff about Captain uh, Captain Comet, Adam, which yeah. is saying that this is a, this is an old school character mm-hmm. same same with Susie, like all those little things that I just took on board as okay, well, that's it's just Morrison writing his story. Uh, there's a lot more value to it now. So, yeah. Yeah. But you should be. I mean, that's how most people are going to read it, right? Or how, if you mm. want to, this should be a book that you give to a new reader, I think. Mm. Mm. 
Yeah. So I, I think that the previous view is is can be more valuable. Yeah. 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 I mean, well, yeah. I mean, so it was still very solid storytelling, but yeah, definitely yes. for me, the, the the second half was a lot more fun. Cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I love this run. These are some of my favorite issues. I've always liked the firefighter phase. Mm-hmm. Uh, just this kind of loner Clark for a little bit. Um sort of completely isolated i guess and i mean i just like you know i mean i could repeat lots of stuff but ultimately i just really like how grant morrison writes superman and clark in this sort of young version and i really enjoy seeing him going around and doing stuff you know and i thought Mm. the the corporate superman robot was great too so (laughs) yeah it's all good and you know i i i was writing on all star lowers earlier but i I did quite like Lois in this uh, with her niece. I liked that. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I'm looking forward to the next ones. Yeah. Which I believe is zero, then the annual, and then 13 to 18. So I'm not sure if we'll do that in like one or two episodes. Um, figure I it out. Uh, yeah. Well, thanks very much, Adam, for coming Thank on. Thank you so much, Adam. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Thank you, Battery. <laughs> yes. Thank you. <laughs> so yeah, uh, right. you can... what are we doing uh next time? Uh so for now I'm gonna say zero annual thirteen to eighteen, but mm-hmm. I will Yeah, we'll uh, confirm we'll film I'll have up. a closer look at that and yeah. get in touch with you. Um you know. Uh yeah, but thanks very much. Uh you can find Adam on at Talking Superman at Twitter. He talks about Superman and other comics as well. <laughs> Various yeah. things. Uh, so, yeah. Um, thanks, everyone. Until next time. Um, oh. What, mate? Don't, <laughs> um, don't, uh, watch, don't watch out it. for psychic bullets. <laughs> oh. We all came up with different stuff. I was going to say, don't let emotion overcome you. But, uh, I was going to go with the, buying a t shirt. I like so, the show. Nice. Everybody That's vote on what the best closer was. <laughs> yeah, I wrote the t-shirt personally, but uh, yeah, t-shirt's good actually. <laughs> all right, peace. Catch up. Superman and all other characters in these comics are properties of DC. Any images or music we use are properties of their respective copyright holders. We are doing this for fun and not making money off it, so please don't sue us. You can contact us at lskpodcast at gmail.com and find us on our Libsyn, lskpodcast.libsyn.com. Our Twitter, at lskpodcast. Our Facebook page, Last Sons of Krypton, a Superman podcast. And last but not least, thank you everyone for listening.